Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey. I am your host. Yeah, it is John Boy time. I'm the COVID kid. I'm COVID barely 18. Sorry. Whoops. My bad. Hi. <laughs> Joining me as ever. Doctors hate this geyser. Hot bodied come God. It is Aaron Joseph Pita here once again. <sighs> That's right. And right here in this butt plug glass, <laughs> you may think that this is a high gravity logger. You can see this if you follow us on YouTube, by the way. That's right. Which you should be. Yes. Uh, what else is the internet doing? You got to watch us. YouTube. Hi. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep your eye on the ball, and you got to see this butt plug shaped glass that Aaron yeah, just is oh. drinking a very high uh, 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 alcohol. It is uh, a high gravity, yes, I suppose. Quite but it's not a lager. It's a Belgian ale. Mm. Today's episode is brought to you by Delirium Tremens. Mm. Uh, the DT. The the, the uh, family brewed. Uh, and drunk by me. Yeah. Uh, 8.5% Not- alcohol. And that's per volume. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I really like it. I think it was beer of the year back in 2000. Beer of the year. <laughs> and uh, you get to drink it out of this fucking butt plug. That's nice. Matt, why was your butt plug in the uh, silverware? Now you're talking to handsome Matt Rousseau. Hey, the other the other host of this program. This this beer tastes like shit. Yeah, you can't leave it in the dishwasher. It'll warp it. Oh, Matt, how are you? I'm doing great, boys. Yeah, yeah. You're doing great, boys. Now I pointed out to Matt, and and you weren't here for this, but I pointed out to Matt. He's got the fucking and again, if you see us on on YouTube, mm-hmm. which we're about to break a thousand listeners on that motherfucker. A thousand subscribers. Subscribers. Listeners not, is through uh, the list. Oh, forget it. It's disgusting. <laughs> Everybody's hearing about the pee. Um, but if you follow, if you subscribe on on the YouTube, you can see us all the time. And Matt now, Matt is rocking what uh, we would call a Hogan stash. You could say he's ripping. Ripping. Yeah. yeah. God, and, he, and and he's and he's he's doing all this writing here on a brother typewriter. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, I love thinking about you with the soaking mustard. Oh, brother. Oh, oh brother. Here we go. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Every time he digs, he's like, oh, brother. And he's watching uh, the incest porn on his computer. Oh. Oh, brother. Oh, God. <laughs> so related. It's hmm. wrong. Sis. Brother, <laughs> but it's hot. <laughs> I'm not cis. I'm non-binary. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> um, uh, please follow us on the Instagram. It's profiles and eccentricity. If you want to get a gander at these weirdos, um, uh, PP podcast, PP Twitter. podcast on Twitter. We just had the lovely JK doing the show about uh, the Disney rides. That was absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. Aaron just wrapped up the iceberg slim, and we took a week off, and now we are back. And Matt, you, I am told. I've got a little thing here. You got something to tell? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going uh, to... Twi- spin a yawn? Yeah, oh, yeah. We're going back to uh, Civil War days and before then. Mm. Off of the West Coast for now. Now, I'm not going to read the title because I don't want to give the ending away to Aaron just yet. Mm. Uh, but this mo- most of everything from this comes from uh, this book by uh, Scott Martell, which is really just like a, did a wonderful job researching just uh, just newspaper clippings and 
hmm. interviews. Okay. You know, in the early 1800s, uh, most people are not ever known at all by anyone. Especially, uh, you know, women. Yes. Yes. And men with womenly features. Hmm. Are you saying I would not be known? <laughs> no. You... That's how I like it. I'm off the grid, man. Yeah. Yeah. If I was around, you'd be fucking known. I'm singing your praises all the live long day. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah. I realized on our website, your bio is just shit I've said about you. <laughs> your entire bio is populated by things I've said about you. Yeah, what do you want me to do, man? I'm not just why you're around. Yeah. You need to get me a me so I can fucking write a better bio. Matt? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't say How do shit I about get you a you? Get- I take all the good shit from you. <laughs> <laughs> You find a you, and I'll take it. <laughs> and steal that, too. Yeah, and then I'll say, you. That was something he said about me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if I ever a bio- biographer, it's going to be, he's also going to be biographing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Okay, boys, here we go. It begins January 29th, 1832, London, England. A man named Bartholomew Corbett and his wife Elizabeth uh, Bartholomew is 51 at this point, and nothing is known of Elizabeth. See? They have their third and final child. His name is Thomas. According to the Kansas Historical Society, it's, it's Thomas P. According to everybody else, it's Thomas H. Who's to say? Nobody Corbett. knows. Corbett. C-O-R-B-E-T-T. Thomas Corbett. And nothing is known of him for the first seven years of his life. Hmm. Not pretty, a lot going on there. Pretty exciting time. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. Skip. Uh, in 1840, Bartholomew takes his three kids... Aboard the Zenobia, one of these transatlantic freighters. Hey, I knew somebody named Zenobia. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. And yeah. She a freighter? <laughs> no, but she her last name was Del Mar, and uh, I imagine this freighter goes on to the Del Mar. Oh, the ocean. <sighs> Spanish. Very nice. Nice. Well, so uh, him and his three kids, Bartholomew and his three kids, they uh, traveled to America. And uh, Elizabeth is not listed as a passenger. Uh, maybe mm. she, there's nothing known about what happened to her. Maybe she died and they were like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Mm. Um, or who knows? She bailed. Yeah, she was like, not today. Beth bailed. I don't like oceans. Beth mm-hmm. bailed on Bart. <laughs> and now uh, he's, uh, he's about 60 or something now. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's about 59 now. Oh, boy. He's 60. And um, they settled in five points, uh, near the five point slum. Oh, boy. Oh, and, uh, from the, the gangs of New York. Yes. Type of stuff. But later... Exactly right, Aaron. Later, he moves him to Fourth Avenue. And uh, he was... Bartholomew was a naturalist and um, a hoarder. And... How does a naturalist, man? So a naturalist... So what he would do is... Naturalism, the the science of, of, of... of this was something that was emerging at this time. And it was scientists and usually amateur scientists studying nature, mm. birds, movement. And so animal droppings, probably right. Autobahn, uh, would come out of something like this. Not the Autobahn. Yeah. John, John J. Uh, okay. The Autobahn society. Got it. Birds. Um, he'd come out of, you know, he was maybe the most famous, of course. Uh, but <laughs> I was like high speed automobiles. <laughs> yeah. The great song naturally by, <laughs> the song by Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> Bon, and, bon, bon on the other oh, bon. Bon, <laughs> bon, bon on the other Now, uh, he wasn't, he was, he was never, his name was never in any magazines about this, so he was not successful. Hmm. He liked to hoard science books, and he probably made his money just like framing animals that hunters had killed for them. So he'd be like, okay, here's a, you killed a grouse, I'll put it on a board for you. Hmm. You know. <laughs> nice. 
as you do. A grouse. <laughs> so sometime in his teenage years, Thomas, uh, he gets a job as an apprentice and he trains as a finisher of silk hats. Huh. And so silk, silk hats were something that were popular in New York and Philadelphia. Yeah. So uh, like, a little bit like... Um, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia, yeah, New York. Fucking like, ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> silk hat fancy lad. Was he, so he was a haberdasher's apprentice? Yes. Hmm. Nice. Uh, and so around this time, uh, hat making business started to grow because it started to specialize. And so places with more furs, you know, they were able to... They had a better market. John, I think their phone's ringing. Maybe that could be the booze. And yeah. we're back. Oh, man. Isn't that good? I was going to get a beer. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you yeah. can. Grab one. Grab one for me, too. Oh, John Boy. Oh, God. What do you mean? Dude, why are you a biter? You're a go- biter? Yeah, you're biting my style. I'm a Santa biter. Ooh, I'm a, mm. a human Santa. Santa bun. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Santa bun. I have Lord. I've sinned. What is that? Uh, who is that? I've sinned. Mm. One of the one of like the eighties uh, fucking preachers that was caught like was a fucking prostitute or oh, something like Haggard Baker. Haggerty oh Baker Baker I think it was Baker yeah yeah I've seen yeah and is is you know he's all forgiven and shit of course yeah that's what God does so we're talking about uh, Tommy Corbett we're talking about Thomas Corbett but we're, uh, we were talking about hats. Hats. Yeah, silk hats. Silk hats. Silk hats. Which you wear to bed. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about like... Uh, uh, oh, pimpy shit. A top hat. A, 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 a silk a, top a hat. A brimmed hat. Yeah, yeah. or a bowler. Or Some a... fancy lad shit. Oh, uh, yeah. So so as... You see this a little bit in the Sam Patch episode, but as um, the these businesses started to grow, they started to get a little more specialized. Um, and the, you know, so originally hats were made usually by just like farmers in winter because they needed work and so they needed income. And mm. so they would either make shoes or hats or something. Yeah. What you're telling me is that the, the, the hat industry experienced a singularity <laughs> where it just spun, it spun off into so many different, I mean, it changed the game. Nobody yeah. could have ever foreseen the various types of bowlers, fedoras, <laughs> sure. top hats. Nobody. Pillbox hat. You, I mean, pub caps. Nobody, nobody. I mean, baseball. Yeah, Bolton. hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, backwards hats. Oh, hey, whoa. Nice. On the side, nineties rap. Uh, you know, uh, uh, berets. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But so the hat would, the, the you know, some the, the they would, uh, they would press animal hair into felt. You know, they was so originally. Um, uh, camel hair was was widely used for things like hats, mm. uh, or you know even just you know, just general fur. And they found that the camel piss would would yeah. make it easier to get the 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 fur to stick mm-hmm. together. Huh. Camel piss has a lot of uses. We talked about that. Yes. I think in part two of the. Well, it's pure water, on account of the humps. <laughs> so, so they they t- they take all the fur and they put it in like a bag with piss and they press it and they pound it and then the fur tends to, it links together because of the process with the piss mm-hmm. and so you can have longer sheets of felt yeah mm-hmm. uh, and then the, fir- one- the first guy playing around with that was a bit of a strange mm-hmm. fella guys guess what happened I, I put the fur in the piss and it's great now I was trying to make a smoothie but <laughs> oh boy according to uh, Kurt Vanderbrook a uh, chemist. He says that he he believes um, that uh, one guy who is taking mercury to cure what is like venereal disease 
a lot of these 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 hat makers or or people who worked with furs, they would get mercury. Poisoning. They would push, piss their own, piss their own piss into the batch instead. You don't have camel oh. piss. Use your own piss. Hmm. Oh. And this guy's fur stuck better, and so everybody figured, oh, it might be the mercury he's taking. So then they started using mercury to to make better felt. And that's why you get the mad as a hatter. Uh, no fucking way. Yes, the mad the mad yeah. hatter, mad at his mad wow. Yeah, yeah, you get you get all fucked up and shit. So anyway, so New York, so so silk, so hat makers became certain cities had certain type of hats. New York and Philadelphia were where the silk hats were, but wool. they all smell like piss, though. Yeah, yeah, and the wool hats were like out in like places like Boston, Danbury, Connecticut. Was the 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 mad as a hatter disease was originally known as the Danbury Shakes because they had so many oh, hatters hey, in Danbury. Cool. No way, a great yeah. band. Yeah, actually, yeah. And then what would happen is, you know, as they were pressing the hat, they would it's later... It's your cousin, Dan Barry. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to this. Yeah. I mean, it would put you off wearing hats, wouldn't it? If all the guys that you made them were out of their... Well, it's no, always cold you, and you, shit. You buy it from guys who aren't making them. Yeah. yeah, so you don't see those. The dealer. You, gotta yeah. get re- you go retail. Like the guy that makes the acid. <laughs> yeah. oh, you don't want to talk to him. No, 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 no. Buy it from me. You got to get a people person. <laughs> so when they when they were finishing with the hats, what they would do is they would heat, and they would use hot water and heat to finish the press around well, the block. Mm-hmm. And what that would do, it was it would cause the the mercury in in the and the fur fumes to 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 mist, and so the the finishers mm-hmm. tended to have um, serious problems. Fuck. Uh, and so that's what Thomas Corbett is apprenticing in. Mercury piss huffing. Yes, basically. Uh, and so, and so, uh, and so he's good enough that he becomes like a you know a guy is hired as a professional. You know, he works in all these different shops, and uh, that's about it for a bit. And then in the 1850s, he meets this woman named Susan Rebecca, no last name known, hot, <laughs> and uh, she's 13 years older than him. Oh, that's fucking that's nice. Yeah. I mean, he's five years old. She's. <laughs> that sounds mean. Hmm? What? No, it was me. It wasn't you. What are you thinking about? It was me. What are you thinking about the heavy hangers or what? Well, I mean, taters. Yeah. yeah Toilet. Yeah, and the, the pee vapors. <laughs> you know. Nice, and the mercury. The mercury. You can't the, piss on a planet without there being repercussions. The mercury vapors are my favorite uh, <laughs> WNBA team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! I mean, yeah, you you you've advanced a bit too much. You're like, I got fucking uh, liquid uh, metal, and then and here's the camel pit. piss, and I'm trying to make hats. Yeah, that's some yeah. real alchemy stuff too, right? Pee yeah. and mercury. What can I make out of this? Hats. Yeah, Great. insanity. <laughs> so so he's uh, he's around his twenties now, and he meets this woman, Susan Rebecca. So she's in her thirties. She's in her thirties. Yeah, nice. Uh, and they get married, and he starts. Keeps, keeps making hats, and uh, mm. by 19, 1854, he moves to Troy, New York, and he's uh, and then next year, he gets his citizenship, so he's an American citizen, hey. and they move to Richmond, Virginia, uh, where he can't find any work because he uh, he's vehemently opposed to slavery, and it's hard to get a job in a slave town when There's you're free not labor? into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, we won't pay this man who hates free labor. Also, he doesn't seem to dislike black people. It seems to be an issue. And does he have a... They must have been like, man, he's huffing all that piss mercury. He doesn't like slaves. He's crazy. What what age was he when he came to the States? He would have been about eight. And does he have a bit of an accent? It's never mentioned. Yeah, he does. Unpaid labor. (laughs) (laughs) Unbecoming. It might be... 
maybe he's got a cockney in it, huh? He's not, he's not walking around oh, talking like that. You go give him a fucking shilling, Danya. The problem is you're not hopping enough pisser. <laughs> you haven't seen a word way I have. You're silly. You haven't lived unless you've offed a, a, a pint of piss with 15 millimeter mercury. You people are stupid. You're daft. <laughs> are you daft? <laughs> laughing at you. <laughs> So, so he's not popular in Richmond. He's not down uh, with, with with slavery, and yeah. he's trying to start a business. And he's got this old uh, hot wife, presumably. Also, he's Heavy hangers. He's not a big man. He's about five four. He's a wee lad, and he has he has what people would what then called womanly features. Nice. Yeah. And now what? Soft would, face. Oh, well, I like that what, a lot. Now what would be womanly features, Matt? Uh, a, a soft T- face. Dictators. No, no, no. He 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 just uh, dick sucking lips. Yeah, he, he didn't have like a he didn't have Rock Hudson's face. You know, <laughs> now that's funny because he lo- he had dick sucking. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. The more manly features you have, the more you love a dick and straight up the ass. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's uh, what, uh, what are you talking about? Uh, Marlon Brando. Brando. Mm-hmm. I mean, good God Almighty. Jonathan Heston from my cold dead ass. You <laughs> pry this cock from my cold dead ass. I like butthole. my bussy. <laughs> my <laughs> so he's not finding any work in Richmond. And so him and him and Sarah Rebecca decided to move back to New York in August of 56. Uh, he's, what, he's 22 now or so. They take a boat back to New York City. And on the boat, she gets sick, and before the boat even arrives, she dies. No, yeah. just throw her overboard or what? No, no, they, no. They well, the the only reason we know that she's dead is because when she came off, they recorded her death, and then <sighs> she was buried. Hmm. That's the only reason that anybody. <sighs> R.I.P. Yeah, and so by all accounts, from everybody who knew him back then, Corbett then began binge drinking all day, every day. Really, yeah, <clears throat> just nonstop. And plus, plus the hat making. Yeah, it's a hell of a hell of a way to get through a day. Shit. Is it piss or is it beer? What's going on with this guy? Is there a difference? Yeah. And so uh, eventually while he's doing this, like, this group of evangelical Christians take him in and keep him there until he sobers up. And this is his, seems to be his first ever time he's ever been involved with religion in any way. And it from this moment on, it consumes him for the rest of his life. I'll replace one addiction with another. Yeah, yes. he, he never drinks again. Uh... And he just starts working with these uh, evangelicals and preaching. Mm. Um, and we, as we talked about in the Woodhull episode, the sec- this is right after the Second Great Awakening, mm-hmm. which ends in 1840. And, you know, from there we get Adventism and Mormonism and spiritualism mm-hmm. and um, check Victoria Woodhull to see more of that covered. So you combine this evangelical nature, uh, this with awakening hats. with hats. <laughs> <laughs> With the Industrial Revolution mm. and all these farmers coming to cities, and then there's these there, this constant swirl in the cities of abolitionists and uh, religious folks being against slavery, mm. and there's a lot of the uh, you know arguing back and forth, and this led to people doing things called what they were called noontime prayers. So like at noon for lunch, you would leave work and go to church, and and someone would preach to you, and then you'd right. go back to work. You have a little of a, a bit of a, a a prayer lunch. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, um, and then this is where the city street pe- preachers start um, the really amassing. There's there's much more street preaching during really? this time. Yeah, hmm. not just the guy in the street corner. Right, uh, no amps back then. 
1858, Corbett, now he's making hats. He's street preaching. So during the day, he makes the hats. During the rest of the day, he street preaches. He moves to Boston to work with the Methodist uh, Episcopal Church, and he starts prophesizing about avoiding drink and sin. And for sin, it, you know, that can sometimes mean fucking. Oh, no. And Corbett, he has trouble. He's apparently, like, he can't stop trying to fuck. Really? And, you know, they, in the Bible. But he's preaching against it. Yes. Well, you know, that's a good way to uh, work through your demons. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. living this. He's living the struggle. I think it's called projecting. Mm. And so he's reading the book of Matthew, uh, um, chapter eighteen, nineteen, the book of Matthew. Book of Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, kind of links the old and the new. That's right. And uh, Jesus in eighteen and nineteen, he is telling his followers followers to be humble. Like Jesus in eighteen nineteen. <laughs> what Jesus? <laughs> what do you wait? In chapters eighteen and nineteen of the 18. book of Matthew. He's telling his followers, be humble like children in order to get into heaven. You know, uh, you need to be disciplined and care for your community. And as a parable, he says things like, if, 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 you, if you have a foot that causes you to stumble and not be humble and therefore wow, go into rhymed. hell, then it's, it's, it's better to cut that foot off right. and go into heaven with one foot than, right. than to let one foot drag you down. Um, and you know, if you divorce your wife and you marry another, it's committing adultery and that's sinning. Um, so instead of sinning, Jesus says, uh, some people, they, they make themselves a eunuch. And what, what the annotated Bible says is this, this is basically saying they're, they're bachelors. Yeah. Uh, now Corbett reads that and he goes, I'm going to cut my dick off. That's it. You're shitting me. So he takes a pair of scissors. Oh my God. No, 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 He didn't want to sin anymore. He read that part. No, 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 no. So on July 16th, 1858. He takes a pair of scissors, he cuts open the bottom of his ball sack, he pulls his balls out, and he cuts them off. Now, did he put goat balls in there? <laughs> no, he didn't. He, no, that wasn't an idea at the time. And then, after he does that, he goes to a prayer meeting. Good Christ. Just straight up? Uh-huh. He doesn't he, bleed out, gets gangrene? No, he, he goes to a prayer meeting, he goes for a long walk, eats a large dinner, uh, and then his sack by then was black uh, and swollen and clotted, and a, no! doctor, a doctor was called for. The doctor, the doctor cleans his wound, ties everything up, sends him to the Mass oh. General Hospital, but they hold him for a few days, uh. and then they release him, and it worked. Uh. <laughs> the system, but the system co- worked. Yeah, so he, he, he really did the right way. He just cut his balls off. Yeah. He did not cut off his cock. Right. Which is good. Yeah. Because it's much easier to pee and stuff like that. Yeah, if absolutely. You have a, if you have a... a a prick. Yeah, and he never felt these urges ever again, as you can imagine. Oh, God, oh, God. And, you know, I'm sure you're going to get to it, but, you know, when you cut your balls off, mm-hmm. all sorts of shit changes happen. Oh, interesting. Well, I bet the womanly features really increased <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for all sorts of things how, now. How, how, uh, how old is he? Uh, so this is 58, so I, I think... He's in that, his 20s? That would have made him uh, 26. Oh, God. What a fucking catastrophe. I mean, this is the peak. These yeah, are peak he, years. Well, that's why it was so hard for him. Oh, because he was really yeah. Jones and hard. Yeah. And on top of the mercury. Yeah. And it's drinking. so fucking bad, dude. I mean, this is some really <laughs> fucked up news for me. Uh, that's wild, man. And just to pull him out. I mean, do you think he got drunk in order to do it? No, no, he wasn't drinking then. But yeah, I mean, no, you can't. He was believing. Dude, it hurt so bad. He was believing in God. He has yeah, no, pain. no, no. He was, he, you know, he was on the uh, the, the good, the good, the best yeah. drug. 
High on life, yeah. as Idris Elba says in his music career. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, high on life from Idris Elba as, as a musician is like, well, you're high on life as Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah, that's you high on life as Idris Elba if you're a fucking taxi <laughs> it's a bit, driver. It's a bit fucking different than yeah. Yeah, high on life. A nutless 5'4 Brit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm high on life, I is. Oh, yeah, Lord. You got to hear it. It's amazing. It's like, you're high on life as a fucking megastar, you psycho. You're, you are, you're, you're, you're black Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it works, though. And uh, he feels like he just went through. Um, Thank God that's over. A journey. And it's a, uh, it's a he, spiritual experience. He's an apostle in a way. Sure. And so following the line, uh, the tradition of apostles, he changes his name to the place, the city of his transformation. And for the rest of his life, he'd be known as Boston Corbett. Really? Hmm. Huh. And right, well. feeling like Jesus, he grows uh, what little beard he could grow out. Oh, yeah. He grows his hair long. Nice. This big ponytail in the style of Jesus. Um, now, now his... So we've... I mean... According to who, but sure. <laughs> but now he's described as his features are described as mild and not womanly. Ah, huh. not no, they weren't described as not womanly. They were just described as mild instead mild. instead of womanly. Yeah, now. Like, yes. so, like like salsa. Yeah, impotent. <laughs> milk toast. They were mild. <laughs> milk, yeah. milk toast is a good one. It's so funny when he had those big raging balls that his features were so womanly, <laughs> and as soon as he gets rid of them, they're mild. <laughs> well, you know the 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 facial hair helped. I'll show you a picture. Well, of you him. puff up. When when you, when you cut your balls off, you puff up a little bit. Here's Is that a, true? Here's a yeah. photo of him. How the fuck do you know that? Listen, dude, I know all sorts of shit. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Oh, Aaron's thinking about whether he would or oh, not. Oh, he's got that cool, like, fucking part down the middle shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. So, what are you seeing there, Aaron? Speak. I'm seeing a guy. He's wearing a. Well, can I read the uh, the, the caption? Sure. Boston Corbett of the 16th New York Cavalry, 1865. Now, I'm seeing a guy, he's by a very ornate chair. Yeah, yeah. He's leaning on it. Perhaps he has sciatica or something, or, or maybe, you know, he, he cut off his balls a little lopsided because he's leaning on it. He's wearing, he's got the hat in his hand. I don't know if he made it, but you've got the, looks like a... <laughs> <laughs> and he's got some, uh, some he's got some trousers on with the, they look nice. like they've got a nice uh, uh, stripe down the, the the seam there. Yeah, let's keep those on. And he's got a, <laughs> I don't want to see that mess. <laughs> he's got a jacket. He's got a jacket. Yeah, he's, he's I mean that's a union. Yeah, he's wearing a union union uh, cavalry uniform. Yeah, union army. Oh, it's union mid. Yeah, Here, it's like this, and and he's got a, the part down the middle. And right. he's got a little uh, a little mustache, almost like and a little goat here. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Show you, you could take a look. I guess it's, got, it's pictures. Yeah. No, well, it's my show. I don't mind if I do. Well, don't just don't <laughs> you, don't look at the words. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. No, just the pictures for me. Thank mm -hmm. you. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. It's a small small man, but you know. I mean, look at the chair. It's fucking. I mean, if you saw this guy otherwise, without knowing what I know, you'd be like, right. all right, it's just another fucking Civil War era yeah, dude. He just seems like a regular dude. Sure, fella. I don't think he's too womanly in the features. No, no, no the, the facial hair helps, but it does look like it got a little puffier in the face and where the cheek areas. <laughs> so why does that happen? Your hormones change. Yeah. Like if you become a castrato, as they say, uh, uh, earlier in life, your voice will not change. Um, so they would do this. They would do this to um, stop y'all. 
Yeah, they, 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 you'd be like a 45-year-old man, and you'd sing like this. What are you bitches up to? <laughs> so, oh, you know, uh, yeah. Go uh, to the deli. Imagine yeah. his sermons change, too, you know. Yeah. Siemens. Yeah, Siemens. I mean, well, he still has a prostate. So so he uh, he's 5'4". He's given a lot of fiery sermons. On uh, the street. Uh, on the street, and sometimes in the church, too. Uh, it was always like, you know, what they would do is, you know, someone would go up and give a sermon and then anybody else who wanted to could then go up. And yeah, if he ever heard anything that sparked something, he would go up and other, but otherwise he was always very agreeable and decent to hang out with. And it was mild. Yeah. It's just a bit. Don't you, don't you think as you read this, mm-hmm. don't you think that there's a bit of an inherent crime in altering God's creation. Oh, you mean uh, how, how, how a, cri- does, a crime against God? Well, yeah, well how, how does he not come to that? Well, he said he said God um, in a vision gave him, told him to do it. Uh, and but reading reading that uh, Matthew nineteen. I mean, the Jews circumcise kids. Well, yeah, yeah. That's straight. I mean, what more altering? Of it's God's not just them. You know that, right? <laughs> Listen, man, I'm 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 cut. You should be too. Matt? No, I am. Nope. Matt's not. No. I know you are. I've se- You've seen it? Yeah. You love it. I didn't know you knew I saw it. Did you see it? Yeah, you were asleep on the couch. In a dream? I mean, sometimes life is a dream. <laughs> well, you, you were, were dreaming. Be a dream. You were dreaming. I was raging. Yeah. You were dreaming. I was a raging kid. You were raging. After I was I down I... with the gator. After I got done with it, you were raging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm different. <sighs> But when, See, G- when Jesus says some men make themselves a eunuch, you, know, you can, of course, you can take it as what the annotated Bible believes the original meaning is. is sure. Or you can say, oh, some men make themselves a eunuch. Yes. I think he was saying some men make themselves you, Nick. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> For instance, you, Nick. You're Self-made. a pussy. <laughs> You've got no balls. No, I think I think maybe the obviously the beginning of the. Uh, uh, mischaracterization of Christ starts with the original disciples. But, you know, like Jesus, the parable, he's, he's telling, talking about, you know, if your foot is bring, dragging you into heaven, cut your foot off and you can go into heaven with one foot. Yeah, let's get this shit done. I mean, even so, even then, Jesus is saying, you know... Cut the fucking thing off. Yeah. Get out of here. If it's hobbling you, let's go. The thing that is causing you to sin, cut it out. And so yeah. he did. All right, fair, fair. These big old balls were dragging him down to hell. So, <laughs> yeah, so. Balls... So he uh, uh, he moves back to New York and he's he, in fifty nine and he's Gotham. finishing hats and he's saving souls and he even works with this guy that I'll do a, a Patreon a mini profile about this man named Awful Orville Gardner who is off, also a preacher. Subscribe uh, to Patreon five dollars a month extra episode a, month. a week. I mean, what are you doing? And uh, <laughs> he was constantly broke because what, during the night he would just be, go around town and he'd find someone like passed out drunk and they'd bring him back to his place, let the guy sober up, feed him, and then give him some money and send him on his way. Huh. And uh, his hat- definitely not fuck him. No, never. And uh, his his boss, um, he 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 was constantly like bouncing between jobs because he would quit a job if the the boss wasn't Christian, like right. didn't act Christian enough. Yeah, yeah like yeah. if they were selling hats, used hats as new hats, he would quit. 
Um, if people swore, he would stop what he was doing and get on his knees and pray for them. <laughs> and so it was like, we can't have this guy just... Uh, I think he was probably a lot cooler when he was drinking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so he would just, he would work long enough to make money to, to preach, and then he would find some other place that, you know, made more sense. Jesus Christ. But he did find this one guy, uh, James Brown, who was a what? religious man. Yeah. And, and, well, yeah, he's a godfather of soul. Yeah. True. <laughs> and and he, uh, he, they, they had an understanding, so he worked for him for, for a long time. And, and Brown said, uh, um, you know, he would ask, like, why would he do these? Why would he bring these guys in and spend money on him and just, like, you know, take these guys off the street? And he said, the only, oh, this is a quote from Brown. And all the answer I could get from him was that he was, quote, doing the Lord's work. I don't think there was ever another person born just like him, but he was a good man for all his fa faults were of the head, not of the heart. Yeah. I think so. Hatter shit. Yeah. yeah it's, it's going yeah. straight up. Yeah. <laughs> you're fucked. You're, fu like, you're trying your best, but you've made too many hats. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. It's yeah. not just a metaphor. Yeah. You can't play with camel piss and fucking mercury no, and all no. that bullshit. Hey, throw on a mask. Life hack. Wear a mask. <laughs> yes, please. Wear For a mask. For the love of Christ. Please wear a mask. It takes two seconds. You're yeah. fine. Put it's it over a, your a, nose. It's Put a it over hat your, nose. your face. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, that, that, that's the thing, man. I, these fucking, these hat guys. Like, what the fuck? Top hat. Who the fuck came up with that shit? I don't know. Someone with a short hat. It was like, I better make a ton of money if it's tall. For real, though. What are you, do, what, what are you putting that on for? Because it looks cool. Yeah, also, I mean, it's the rain. You know, everybody, JFK was the first president who didn't have, like, who look, didn't wear look, hats. Look, look, look taller. I mean, he had, a real, he had a real nice head of hair. Yeah, but, but JFK, yeah, JFK ruined, man, right. ruined the hat game, especially after Truman, haberdasher. Yeah, Truman was a haberdasher. He yeah. was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he, he, he wasn't a mad hatter. first. I mean, listen, man. <laughs> I'm going to drop a fucking atomic bomb on Two Japan. Of them. I didn't inhale any mercury. <laughs> I'm fine. Our first Mercury. Well, he would be our first Mercury late <laughs> president. That'd be George Washington, because that's how he died. Mm -hmm. With I slave teeth in his mouth. Yeah. I just want to slap a what? hat I think, on it. I, yeah, slap a hat on it. I think the hat thing is bizarre. Yes. I know that, you know. But people were wearing fucking, you know, poor people were wearing suit three-piece suits to work. Like, it was just... Yeah. Very stupid. And that was what people did. And, and also I'll, they I'll, didn't I'll, have umbrellas yeah. and it was it was cold. In up England there. they still don't have sunglasses. Well the minute they there's no sunglasses yeah. in the whole place. It's either raining like or now? Yeah, every time there's a soccer game, they're always putting their hands over their eyes. <laughs> Listen, man, back then it's either raining or super sunny. <laughs> it's true. That's very good. Yeah. It was always like, where did this come from? Thought it was supposed to rain today. Yeah. I thought we were supposed to have carbon monoxide <laughs> raging through the streets like we always did. They really, I mean, they got fucked, dude. I mean, at the height of an empire, dude. So that uh, city, London, London. Oh, you mean like you when it was foggy, so, foggy you, London town? It's really smoggy London town. It's just straight smog. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. It was really bad back then. Go listen to our episode uh, about that. Dirty Good London. Christ, man. Yeah, watch PE blinders and shit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you people. Did we talk about like people fucking in the streets and stuff? <laughs> we did I mean Was, so, it, was that us? Familiar. We talked I about mean like, you couldn't see Like 15 feet in front of you And it was like Even if it Like sun down In these little shit streets Where it's gravel And horse shit Yeah And you know Soot everywhere People were fucking In the streets And like you could Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, If you wanted to fuck somebody You could go like 10 feet away Into a corner Yeah Yeah you used to have then, Used to have then, little boys Drag you through the <laughs> fog In order to figure out Where and, you're going And then, and then Yeah the because it, Well it rises you know? Yeah 
And then people would be amazed oh. that fucking like Jack the Ripper could like take yeah, out exactly. a liver and stuff. Yeah, like, how, you, can't, you can't see around a court. You can't see shit. Yeah, he was going for the pancreas. <laughs> <laughs> and also he was crazy from all the poison in the air. That's right. So anyway, Corbett, around this time, uh, this is uh, 59 and uh, late 20s. And he starts uh, working with this woman named Phoebe Palmer. Rip him, Jack. <laughs> and Phoebe Palmer has this idea of Christian perfection. And the idea is to live a life without sin every second of the day. And so now, Corbett, that's his I gotta idea. interrupt here again. Yes. I'm sorry. No. But isn't the... Don't... Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, I'm sure that this is the Christian uh, uh, situation here. Is, uh, Christ died on the cross. Mm-hmm. For as as we know. Uh, the sins of humanity, right? Yes, he was—he's the Lamb of God, as it were, right? Your sins are placed; all of humanity's sins are placed upon him, and he is the sacrifice, and 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 uh, uh, it, we are absolved uh, through his death. Right? Uh huh. So don't isn't don't you want to get your dead Messiah's worth? <laughs> True, facts, yes. facts. Yeah. yes, yes. Like, yeah. don't you? Do you want Jesus to have died for nothing? No, I think that's almost built in to the premise, isn't it? Yeah, you you are. He died un- for your sins, including the ones you're going to do. It, because you are incapable of living a life without sin. Yes. It, that's. I mean, there's original sin. There's a reason babies are baptized. Yeah. Because even before they're born. Yeah. They have sinned because this cocksucker Adam and his slut wife Eve. The original sin thing is a bit hard to swallow. Oh, it's a nightmare. Uh, It's so stupid. But you being a petty, petulant, silly child as a young person, obviously bound to sin, I think is a little more swallowable. But saying like before you do anything as a a, a newborn, you're already already fucked. It's, it's, It's just so dumb. Yeah, it's very stupid. But this whole, oh, let's live a life without... It's impossible. That's right. I mean, read it. Did you not read the book? Yeah. It's impossible to live. You can't. Yeah, the only you, person who was able to was Christ. But also, Christ was the one that was lifting up the prostitute and being like, this is a good woman. Right, and it's also debatable it, it, if she really was, but yes. But it was, I mean, it was him going like... It was likely that it was his wife. And had and he loved her more than all the apostles, and had, gave her secret teachings that he did not give any of them. Whoa, apostles. secret teachings! And that is one-on-one uh, sessions. The, the Dead Sea Scroll. Uh, I, I believe that is positions. not even in the Dead Sea Scrolls. I think that is straight up in the Gospels. Really? Yeah, Dead Sea Scrolls. That you know, the Gospel of Saint Thomas, uh-huh. uh, and uh, a couple other ones. Uh, but the the Gospel of Saint Thomas was the big one. Um, but no, no, they, uh, they, no, there is a gospel of Mary, I think, in the in the Dead Sea Scrolls, perhaps. Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, well, uh, that, was the thing, that was part of, you know, what is the perceived Marxism of Christ was that he was elevating a woman to and mm-hmm. giving her a seat at the table with men. And, you know, the only time Christ is ever really dogmatically violent is when he's Money attacking changes. the banks. Yeah. And you the know? fig tree. Yeah, he's, you know, it's the only time where, like, he's... Have you seen the God Hates Figs people? <laughs> oh, God, that's It's great. really funny. That's nice. That's nice. I, I Yeah, so it's like, to me, it was always him being, like, throwing in with the lepers and being like, these are fucking human beings. Can you just fucking be right, nice? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
Please. Anyway, well, it's, it's impossible take... to live a life like Christ because you're not him. So why try? Get sin. Get get your fucking money's worth. And yeah. also, in my opinion, Christ never expected you to live a life like him because he didn't even think he was special. Yeah, he could barely do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he didn't even finish it. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quibby. Hey, uh, a quibby? Re- rest yeah. in peace. <laughs> yeah, All right, be quibby. Uh, we'll be right back. Folks. I'm going to name my kid quibby. And we're back. Now, Boston Corbett. Uh-huh. Ballless. Ballless. Holy roller. Mm-hmm. Yes. And trying to be perfect. No sin. So then, uh, so that happens. He does that in uh, 59, Phoebe Palmer. And then uh, 1860, you know, usually is, is a pretty quiet year in most places. Uh, but then the South attacked the North. Oh, good Christ. And there's war. Now, that is, is that uh, Lexington and Concord? <laughs> no. Isn't that where the first shots were fired? That's <laughs> the Revolutionary War. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I thought you were joking at first. I nah, mean, that well, is. listen, man, you get a couple of sing in you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are here live from Chineseville. Uh, what, Appomattox? No, that's another one. No, Fort Sumter. That's right. And 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 for some is uh, South Carolina. Oh, fuck, I can't remember North Carolina. That's yeah. no, South Carolina. Yeah, I believe it's South Carolina. Good job, thanks, man. It's like the little tiniest bit I know about the the Civil War thing. I I think I did a a good bit of the the Burns Civil War, but uh, not all of it. The First episode will give Boings. you a pretty good breakdown of. I skipped to the second. (laughs) (laughs) How did it start? Who knows? Who's in between? (laughs) What I did was I watched Revolutionary War Episode 1 and then Civil War Episode 2. I watched Revolutionary Road. (laughs) Boring. Now, is Jim Brown related to James Brown? One's a football player. (laughs) He was in Mars Attacks. And that's the volume. (laughs) Act, 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 act. Mars attacks, so, guys. Hello. They're great. They're great. Now Mars. Now that's the first. They shot the first shot. That's Mars, true. Yeah. Mars attacks. Is John Brown related to Jim Brown? Is related mm-hmm. to James Brown? Sheriff John Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, or so, the Reverend John so, so Brown. So the Twelfth Regiment in New York calls. They had formed. There's like an informal regiment. They called everybody to form up. To, to join. Uh, Yo, what's up, everybody? Yo, we gotta get together. These fucking hicks. These, southern, these hicks they, are no motherfucking Yo, joke. these fucking hillbillies are fucking us up, bro. It's all fucked up down there. Hey, Boston. They ain't got a fucking pot to piss in, bro. And they're fucking And they can't savages. make a fucking hat because they have no piss. They got guys... They got guys working down there for no money. It's it's dumb. Yo, we, it's can, stupid. we can beat them with a fucking ballless hat maker. <laughs> fucking no motherfuckers down there, no industry, nothing. Yo, they're dumb as fuck, yo. And, and they're racist. <laughs> and they're racist, too. Ain't that fucked up? Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some motherfucking shit, man? I mean, yo, that's, Ain't that's, that some shit, Matty B? That's, that's Racism is wicked fucking Ain't, queer, yo. Yo, <laughs> fuck, yo, it's gay as a yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> His Philly shakes his head. He's like, no. no, we don't, we haven't tackled homophobia yet. This is the yeah, 1800s, yeah, man. We're in no, Boston no, 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 no. in the 1860s. Yeah, we we're, can do it. Yo, we're mad fucking progressive, bro. We're against racism. We're homophobia. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You're not against racism. You're against slavery. That's sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Free that's, market enterprise. That's what but I racism said. is dull, yeah. especially for Chinese. <laughs> that's the 1860s. <laughs> 
Racism is cool, but slavery, bro, there are limits. New York in a nutshell in the 1860s. You just heard it. (laughs) Bro. So so anyway. I'll I'll hate my cousin if he's Protestant, bro. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) So the 12th Regiment calls calls for everybody to, to, to form together. Corbett's boss, James Brown, is part of it. James Brown is like, I own a business. I'm pretty old. I probably shouldn't be a part of that. He We're says, living in America. <laughs> he says, James, he says, Corbett, he says, uh, Boston Corbett, why don't you, uh, do you want to do it? And Corbett's like, yeah, I'm opposed to slavery. Probably likes a good adventure. He says, I'll, I'll do it. So mm. he takes his, uh, his boss's place. The guy with no balls has the most ball. Yeah. He's, he's, he's 29 in uh, April 19th, 1861. He signs up. He promotes, he's promoted for, uh, from private to, yeah. uh, <laughs> Corporal, he, he, maybe? He can't be a private. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's, it's basically, they just form up. They, 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 his, his, his job is to help drill and, you know, care for the men. Yes, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> and uh, they, the, the regiment had 10 companies with over 100 soldiers per company. I think it came into something like uh, 1,200 people. Uh, they board a ship and they sail south. And it's this whole event of them going to get to the ship and like the crowds, like they can't even get through the crowds and people are still trying to sign up as they're going. And it's just this whole mess. And then they get on the ship and it turns out almost none of them had ever written a ship before. Oh, oh, but he has when he yeah. was eight. Yeah. Yeah. He knows the perilous trouble of riding ships. Cause uh, his, how, his... also how long is this journey? Well, they're riding it down to D.C. or so. Mm-hmm. It's not even that fucking no, far not, at all. No, it's not that far. But like a six-hour fucking trip. All things considered, considering how far it was, it was pretty perilous. <laughs> so, let's see. Um, Yo, I'm about to get fucking seasick, bro. This is nasty. <laughs> one soldier fell overboard. Another wounded himself with his own sidearm. <laughs> A, th- a third was sliced open by a bayonet when the when the seas rolled and threw someone else into him. Oh! They all survived, but three stooges. A, a fourth soldier died from sunstroke by the time they arrived. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is why they wear hats, John. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I got sun. <laughs> yeah. Listen, bros, I don't even have balls, and I'm not dying of sunstroke. Yo, dude. it's mad cloudy in Bronx, bro. It's <laughs> fucked up. Where are we? We in the fucking tropics? No, we're in DC. Yeah, it's yeah, fucked up. Fucked. That's the deep south, right? That's fucked up. <laughs> so Columbia. Make- it's fucking mad tropical. That's <laughs> <laughs> You guys have coke? <laughs> it was pretty marshy, so you know. Uh so they get to DC and uh um they, you know, as they're there and they're like going through and they're you're going to the countryside on their way to Virginia. Mm. Museums. And um, they 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 hole up in a church in D.C. Uh, before they head out and Lincoln shows up um, and Lincoln shakes everybody's hand. Even the eunuch? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. And, and do they talk about hats? Oh, man. You know what? Uh, well, it's fine that, hats, it, it's, sir. It's I never mentioned make... if they did. Really? But yeah, wow, you got a tall hat, you know. It's nice. What I'm is, an insane person. What is that? Uh silk? Huh? <laughs> a felt uh, four or five inches. Mr. President. <laughs> is that silk? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you stovepipe motherfucker. That is a might I add, that is a fine looking hat you all wearing. <laughs> 
Well, he was, he was he's, he's from Illinois, right? Springfield. Yes. So he's fucking, he's fucking crazy. He's fucking, yeah, he's these Southerners, they're fucking, they, like they got to fucking stick up their fucking ass. He's <laughs> fucking motherfucking. Jesus I grew up in a crazy. fucking log cabin learning to wrestle. And they're like, bro, I know. They got, they got no jobs, and the jobs they got down there, they don't fucking pay, bro. Now, fuck up, Mr. Lincoln, Mr. President. Don't you understand that, Mr. Lincoln? The, fucking, the schooners fueled up with coal ready to go. <laughs> Four <laughs> score and <laughs> seven years ago. This guy's fucking getting heat stroke. This guy's got no fucking balls in my hands. 15 fucking feet tall. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Who do I have to fuck around here to get... I got Hopefully Stone- a man. I, get to- I got Stonewall Jackson on my fucking ass. I got Robert E. Lee fucking... <laughs> keeping me out of my own fucking apartment. I can't fucking get into my own fucking... I got to fucking hide out in fucking Chicago. Uh, Mary Todd Lincoln's fucking speaking of ghosts. Jesus fucking Christ. I got to go to the theater just to get a fucking minute alone. <laughs> Somebody fucking shoot me. <laughs> Put me out of my own fucking misery, I swear to Christ. Take my fucking hat off, give you a clear view. <laughs> you want to see through my eyes, you better blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> so eventually the army leaves D.C. and they make their way down to... Uh, uh, they're on their way to uh, you know, near Bull Run, Manassas area. As they go down, Corbett is, is, is like all the other... Now, where's Bull Run, Manassas? Go it's like south of D.C. I think okay. it's a big... You know, it's a little, North Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maryland uh, area. Swamp! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, that See, was the first The first battle would be the Bull Run. The first battle? Yes. Of the Civil War? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, all, all, the, all the, the fancy people in D.C., they went out there thinking it was a picnic. You're and and then they all, they were running back with the soldiers. No way. Yes. Run for your life. It's not a show. <laughs> it turns out it's they're not. not. It's n- we'll reenact it later. <laughs> but right now it's real. The yes. losers will reenact it later. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but now you got to get the loaves of bread and the wine and get the fuck out of what here. What you got to imagine in your mind is if there was a porno tape where the guy couldn't come and we reenacted over and over again that's what we're doing for centuries afterward we'll meet back here in a decade so this confederacy will last <laughs> the shop will rise again uh, <laughs> I don't think I mean, we couldn't do it the first time, so it's not again. Now we'll rise. The Big sleep. Bang Theory will be on TV for longer than the Confederacy will exist. Fear not, brothers and sisters. <laughs> so, so in the, in his troop, uh, uh, Corbett gets a reputation pretty quickly as being uh, peculiar. Oh. Um, he would, you know, he, you know, he would have normal conversations, but then he would pepper them with things like, you know, hey, telling people to abstain from sin and observe the Sabbath. And Murder, though. Go ahead and kill people. Yeah, do it. Um, you know, they're, they're, as they're going south, they stop. Him and a couple of guys stop over at this farmhouse to get some water, and uh, the, the dad uh, seems sympathetic to the southern cause, so he, Corbett pulls out his gun, and he t- tells the dad and his sons to drink the water before they take it. And just uh, everybody's like, that's a little much. Wait, what? Yeah. So, 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 so the, as the as the tr- as the, there's nobody bringing water 
and food with the troops. Now they, Corbett they just, says, "You drink this water before I steal." Well, yeah. you'll bring, you drink this fucking water, bro, before I steal it. Yeah, exactly. And what is that? What magic happens there? Well, just to make sure it's not it's not poison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so yeah. stealing, cool. Yeah. All right. But also, don't poison me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I got no balls, but I got brains. <laughs> yeah. And none, of, none of you motherfuckers sin <laughs> while I steal your shit. All right. <laughs> well, he was probably he was or, probably ordered to go find water. You know. So right. But uh, so, but you know, his commander, the commander of the whole regiment, is this uh, guy named Butterfield, who's kind of a hard ass. And at, at one point, as they're heading south, uh, some woman accuses some soldiers of stealing from her. So Butterfield calls everybody together, and he and in the middle of his, some at some point in his speech, he yells, "I will have no damned thieves in this regiment." And when after he says that, Corbett steps up and he shouts, "I call the colonel to order for swearing." Now Butterfield doesn't hear it, but Corbett's the guy in charge. Corbett's leader is whatever part of it, his leader hears it, and he has him arrested and put in jail. In a garrison for you know insubordination, yeah, uh, but, yeah. and but the reason he did this was so that he would be absolved of sinning if he was ordered to do it. No, the reason no, he, he, he was did, mad about the swearing. He was mad oh, about the oh. swearing, and so he stepped out of line. Yes, got it. Got Chain it. of command. I thought he was saying I. Okay, I misunderstood what you said then. I'm sorry. Oh, good. And so he's uh, he gets thrown in uh, jail in a garrison, and he goes on a hunger, hunger strike immediately. What a fucking pain. In the non-balls. Yeah. A pain in the absence of balls. Everybody, like like the commanders were like, from this guy was a constant annoyance. He goes on a hunger strike, and, the, and they release him two days later, and they're like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. What are you going to do, not eat? Yeah. What's next? You're not going to fuck? <laughs> Asshole. So, so there. Uh, so there's, there's no. I don't. There wasn't anything about him being a part of the. I don't think his regiment was part of Bull Run. But there's they're they're sent to Harper's Ferry, where you know where John Brown basically started the Civil War. That's right. Yeah. And they're sent to hold Harper's show, Ferry. Uh, series on. Uh, I think it's on Netflix or Showtime. Showtime. Showtime yeah. with it's a good profile. The, the guys Ethan someday. And, yeah. and the two the the, the the two boys from uh, Blind Spotting, David yes. Diggs and yeah. Rafael Casal. Yes. And so uh, it's really just bad management because Harper's Ferry is kind of in a little bit of a, uh, it's tucked in between some hills. And so the Union commander has everybody like hang out at Harper's Ferry and then the fucking Southerners just stand on the hills and shoot at him. Um, and it's just kind of, a, just it's just a bad idea. Um, and so, but uh, while they're there, uh, Butterfield tells everybody that they have to stay two more weeks and they're not going to get any more pay uh, for that. And that's so, slavery. So uh, one night on picket duty, Corbett just, he leaves. He just walks off. He gets oh. court-martialed for that. They fine him two months' salary, which is tough because he was only in for three months. And two months' salary with no pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it cost me money to fight this fucking <laughs> yeah, war. Pretty much. And there, there's a rumor that he that he was supposed to be shot for court uh, for abandoning his post, and Lincoln commuted it. But there's no proof of that. He but made anyway, me a fine hat. He returns to New York with one month's salary, uh, which is thirteen dollars. That's about three hundred thirty-five dollars today. Jesus. And, Even then. And so, and then he uh, he the the unit was disbanded, and then they reformed again, and then they are immediately sent back to Harper's Ferry. And this time he's uh, he's he's on the Sabbath and he's given picket duty again, and he finds the other guys who are uh, on the you know picket duty with him are out picking blackberries. So he pulls a gun on them. It's because they're working. 
No, because they're picking blackberries instead of on picket duty. He, meanwhile, what, is, what is picket duty? Picket duty is just, you know, just like uh, walking the line, basically, I think. I meant to look it up, but I mm-hmm. forgot. I think it's just, you know. Border Patrol. Border Patrol. Surve- okay. Yeah. And uh, he's I mean, walking, he's, these guys are getting these delicious berries. They're eating blackberries. Meanwhile, he's walking around with a fucking big ass Bible, mm. and he's like, "You guys better get back." And they, they say no, so he pulls a gun on him and says, "You guys better get, get back. the fuck back, you son of a bitch." I got and, no balls, but I got bullets, baby. What are you gonna do? Cut my balls off? And it, <laughs> it, 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 it was said that he would pray before shooting. He before he would shoot, he would say, "God have mercy on your souls," and then he would fire oh, a like shot. Barry Pepper, <laughs> yeah, Saving Private Ryan. That's tough. So September of that year, um, was it sixty? I think it's still sixty. The, the Confederates they they surround Harper's Ferry and they route the Union out of Harper's Ferry. Again, he goes back to New York City, and then ten ten months later, he again joins back with the Twelfth. They guard a train station for a bit, then they're sent back to New York because all the white people are massacring, uh, rioting, yes. and massacring black people. Uh, the gangs in New York ending is the yeah. yeah. So yeah. the the draft ride of New York, yeah. where where uh, especially poor white people thought uh, they were upset at black people for for one competing for jobs, mm-hmm. and two they felt that um, that beca- it's because of them that there was a war. Yeah, uh, two thousand people were injured. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and and it at least shows in the movie that they also go uptown and start fucking up rich people. Yeah, but they yeah, do go after rich. People their too. main thing is, uh, it's always who you can find. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and, and it's, who's around? And it still is with the Republican Party. You go like attack the immigrant, attack the union guy, the mega rich you never see. Yeah, and they are the ones that are causing you to have yeah. a horrible thing. And um, but at least in that time, you know there is. In Manhattan, these people have addresses. That's you, right. You can you can go to Fifth Avenue and be mm-hmm. like, or uh, Gotham. Yes, yeah, sure. But first, the they Gotham is first they, but first the, they attack. They kill the black people. The least, the least privileged people. They, they yeah. killed eleven black people. The one who's in, getting fucked more than them. Yeah, yeah. including this they, is your fault. They killed a seven-year-old too, just like yeah, a really. Oof. I, I mean, yeah. Look yourself it, in the mirror, like, <laughs> dude. Yes. Come on, dude. It's, I listen, man. I, I you love s- killing kids, huh? <laughs> I love killing kids <laughs> <laughs> on stage. <laughs> nice. I, I love mm-hmm. killing kids. I love kids who kill. <laughs> <laughs> the inflection change. Very nice. I mean, killing. How do you kill a kid? Well, I yeah. think we should get into that. It's a Patreon episode. Oh, that's not a Patreon to sign up for. Let's not do that. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. But yeah, I, yeah, I, that's I, on yeah. fucking Gab or 4chan. It's episode five dollars a month. We won't do that. It's an absolute nightmare, and uh, yeah, they are incredibly, horribly misguided, and it, yeah, it's just a thing of people people punching down, and they know they're punching down. They know. I mean, they would have to know. All, all it takes no. is like an extra. I mean, just some people are just not matter. capable of one extra hopscotch level of forethought. And if you <laughs> yes, have one yeah. extra hopscotch level of forethought, you realize, man, I could get all these fucking poor black people on my side. And then we double our numbers against these fucking rich motherfuckers making us fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. Wake the fuck up. Yeah. They're, you're, they're getting fucked worse than you. And yeah. to think that, that their fault this is all fucking happening. It's like kicking the dog when you find your wife's cheating on you. Yeah. <laughs> the South started the fucking war. You and the dog could go maul the guy who's fucking your wife. However, when we see what's happening politically right now, 
and we and we and we, we see how people are manipulated into thinking that things happen for these reasons. Fucking conspiracy. Oh, the yeah, QAnon is is uh, Republican imagine, stance now. Imagine before the internet, where you, where you could fact check everything, and you get off a boat from Ireland, and some fucking swanky, uh, you know, Tammany Hall politician tells you like, oh yeah, the reason that your shit sucks is because of uh, the recently first time paid former slaves. Yeah, and you can buy it and be like, oh yeah, well that must be the way it is. This guy sure. told me. It, 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 it was much easier to be brainwashed. Far easier. Um, and especially if you're, uh, you know, straight off the boat immigrants, and you're, yeah, you're or and, Irish, and you're having a flock effect, and you know, yeah, and plus you have a donkey brain because you're, yeah, don't yeah, make, and, and you're malnourished, etc. <laughs> uh, sure, um, yeah, no, it's 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 easy to manipulate people, especially when they, it was a much more tribal New York, the gangs, not not as integrated at all. Yeah, no, I mean, yes, yes, but it's also it's in a, in a, and the success of New York is integration. The success of the city is based on integration, oh, in my yes, opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, Matt, continue, please. So, uh, uh, not long after they- integration, now <laughs> integration tomorrow, and integration was it forever? Forever. It? Yeah. Uh, it's not long after the the draft riot. Uh, the twelfth uh, is again sent home and disbanded. Corbett then hops on with the sixteenth New York Cavalry, which is cool. You get a horse, you know. Uh, and they're immediately sent south and to heavy fighting. They go to Northern Virginia, and basically they're they're doing these stop and go chasing t- uh, fights with uh, Mosby's Rangers, which is this guerrilla cavalry unit. This Mosby's Rangers was uh, this guy General Mosby would have you know, always very small groups. And they would use guerrilla tactics, and he always had he always had one cannon, like his. And so they would just like drag the one cannon, put it on top of a hill somewhere, and shoot, and then move. you know move. And and so it was always fight, skirmish, run, fight, skirmish, run. Mm-hmm. And these were things that presumably they learned from the Native Americans when they were fighting. Yeah, and uh, and 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 then the the Americans used against the British yeah, too in the Revolutionary War. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, and the illusion of more people than you have. Sure, but you know it's uh, keeping them moving and stuff. I love that, that shit. That, that was a big thing in in, in the Civil War. And uh, not wearing red coats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you yeah. wear any coats in the, the illusion of more people than you have based on geography and, yeah. and and people moving and doing things from other shit and making it seem like it's a doomed enterprise. The, theatricality and deception are powerful tools against the uninitiated. But I think what you're saying is very smart. I think it was learned from the the uh, the tribe. At least in the United States it was. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean it's 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 you know even But then they use it against the British and yeah. e- and each other later. Yeah, that, well they thought That's it was, amazing. Yes. Even if it's not about the illusion of of more people. It's, it's just it's good it's, tactics. It's efficient because you're not fucking walking in the middle of a field. I mean, Pickett's charge was a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. And, you, know, you know, there were better options, but they decided to charge over a mile across. Yeah, th- these Brits you know. didn't read the art of war. They were fighting this. You know, I know we're talking about yeah, not yeah. Brits, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was just dumb shit. Yeah. So. Uh, he's part of this cavalry group that's fighting with Mosby's Rangers, and and they keep like you know Mosby's like one time they're sleeping and they're, and then Mosby's people come and attack them while they they just like run through them while they're sweet sleeping, Ha-ha! and it's just um just it wasn't ideal. Well, what do they do? Just like tuck them in or something? Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so during all this time, Corbett Corbett again is being a hard ass, and it's not recorded why, but for some reason he's bumped down from corporal to private. <laughs> so after three years in the army, he's now. Back to where he started. Nice. 
uh, even before where he started, because he was like almost immediately promoted when he joined. Uh, and then so uh, July 23rd, 1864, a four-man scouting party of the 16th of his regiment is routed by 10 Confederate on patrol mm. two of them two of, of corbett of the guys from corbett's regiments escape back to the camp two of them are captured and so corbett's uh commander sends out a group to go get those captured guys back and corbett's part of this group and they ride all night trying to find these guys and about 11 a.m the next morning they're just worn out they find this farm Everybody gets off their horses. They all walk around climbing trees to get the cherries off the trees, and they're just eating stuff. And so, of course... Sorry. There was some message up top, but I didn't see what it was. And so all this all this is happening. Um, the Confederate... The Mosby's Rangers go, oh, yeah, these guys are fucking idiots. They all got off their horses and walked around a farm. They charge through there and raid these guys. Everybody splits and runs. Uh, Corbett manages to run into the woods where he tucks himself into a hole and just fires at everybody who comes near him. And he's able to fight everybody off for hours and hours and hours until one of the Confederate commanders, not Mosby, where one of the guys underneath him, basically rides his horse up to the hole he's in and puts his gun to Corbett's head. And he's about to shoot him, and another commander comes out and goes, No, don't shoot that man! He's just fighting for his life. He's, he has a right to fight for his life. What? And, and so instead of, instead of uh, killing him, they arrest him you know, and they, they make him a prisoner. It must have been those mild features. <laughs> yeah, ooh, he's womanly. Plus he's got no ball. We can fuck <laughs> him. It's, it's not gay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's technically a big clip, fellas. He's ready. He's ready. Fellas. He's ready. I want to see two guns in his It's a guy going, like, It's okay. He's fighting for his life. These black dudes. Yeah. I mean, what, fuck are, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah of course. Know, the fucking shit is so fucking. It's seriously just, he's white. Don't kill him. Yeah, that's I mean, what's going on. I mean, when I read it the first time, it was obvious. It was like yeah. gun to his head. Of course, that's yes. well. I mean, they were. I mean, they killed the other white soldiers too. But I think this was one of those. You take a prisoner in this situation because I he, think he's I, not on the attack in this moment. He's he is he is defending himself. He is just defending himself in this moment. There are. I mean, I listen, think there's a lot of. I mean, they killed the, the other people. Like that, they were white too. The the campaigns though are hearts and minds. And if you go down there and you are a white person and you do already think you are above... Another- Everyone is white. Well, no, in life, people, Aaron, are not all white. No, 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 but like, what you, what, all these, reg- <laughs> most of these people in these regiments, you know, brother against brother. Sure. Wasn't brother against brother. No, what I'm saying is that the, the doubt they can sow in you of being like, I, I went to war with the Southerner and I was treated well. Now you're kind of like a little bit more sympathetic to them. And I think that was maybe part of their plan because they knew that they only had... But both sides always do that. Both sides of everything do that. Sure. But I'm just saying, I think that's part of the reason for the mercy. Yes. I I don't think it had anything to do with him being white. What? Everyone was white. Not everybody was white. What are you talking in about? In the in the all these regiments that fighting each well, other. No, in these, but, no, there, no, was, no, there was black. Of, there's, of, there's, of, there's, of there's, course, there's many. There's many stories of black regiments oh, surrendering. And they were, were going to get fucked. Surrendering, and then sure. they're all killed. Yes. But they also attacked. You know, they killed all the other people in his shit. I mean, I know what you're saying because he's he's defe- he, he's alone. 
He's he was routed. He's in a hole. He's shooting everybody off. I understand what you're saying about that. But a lot a lot of their strategy must have been like eventually. What we needed is the North to take mercy on us because they do have three quarters of the population. They do have the most money. They have the most industry. Yes, they have all that shit. So it does. It's straight up hearts and minds, which all every, every fucking like terrorist you know yeah. thing is about right. hearts and minds. Right. right. And I think that is why. Yeah. It happens. Yes, I agree. You know. Yes, there's, there's something to that. So anyway, so he's taken to, he's arrested, he's taken prisoner, and he's sent to a place called Andersonville Prison. And Andersonville Prison is probably the worst single place in the entire war to be. Oof. It was built, uh, it was an open air facility built on, originally on 16 acres for 10,000 men and uh, almost immediately had 12,000 men. So it was expanded to 26 acres for 30, 36,000 men. And they had so many men in there, each per man, there was 34 square feet. There were so many men just shoved together, and no one was given any sort of tents or covering. They all had to find their hats. own. There was no, no one was given hats. Even. <gasps> Oh my God! That everybody is had a violation make, of some sort of convention. Everybody had to basically make their own shelter, and the best thing they were fed was molasses and beans. Oh, that's good. Mm, that's pretty good. Well, it's good because they're all everybody's teeth was bleeding. All their gums, Ooh, all their teeth? gum, all their gums were bleeding nonstop, and beans were the only thing they could really eat. Oh, they all had gingivitis. It's the protein. <laughs> It was, it was so bad that there was a group of uh, men called the Andersonville Raiders, which was basically a group of prisoners that formed their own gang and were killing people in order to take their stuff. Their molasses and beans? Yeah, and then they were executed. Jesus Christ. They, they, were, they were white. They were put on trial by the Confederates, found guilty, and then given back to the prisoners to hang. Oh, no that's shit. pretty cool, yeah. man. And then they escaped to Oakland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck them. I really have pirates in yeah, here. Yeah, dude, Raiders suck. Their fans are worse. <laughs> <laughs> and so Corbett arrives on the, arrives on the day of these guys. These guys are being being hanged. And um, not long after that, he meets he he he, he, he like bumps into um, nine other guys from his regiment who were also uh, prisoners. And he, within two months, six of those guys were dead. And out of how many? Out of nine. Jesus. Within two months. Oh, they died. And this was... Uh, you'll, just, you'll see. Oh, okay. This is Corbett's de- de- description the of bloods, the... Yeah. <laughs> this is Corbett's description of the conditions. The swamp which runs off each side of the small stream that runs through the stockade was so offensive and the stench from it so great that I remember the first time I went down there, I wondered that every man in the place did not die from the effects. It was a living mass of putrefaction and filth. There were maggots there a, f- a foot deep or more. Maggots a foot deep? Anytime we turned over soil, we could see the maggots in a living mass. Prisoners dug through the maggots. This is, for, this is from uh, uh, Scott Martell. Prisoners dug through the maggots to find pieces of root that could be dried, then burned to cook what little food could be forged or bought from bribable guards. The, uh, the camp food itself was often rig- filled with wriggled worms. Uh, Corbett says, I've taken that food to the stream and washed the maggots from it. The sick, this is from Martell. The sick with open maggot-infested sores were driven off the swampy area to die on their own. The sickest of the men were carried each morning to the deadline where doctors inspected them and the worst off moved to a wood frame hospital a few hundred feet from the stockade. So there's this thing called the deadline. 
So surrounding the camp was mm. was it was a, a wall where where <laughs> where the you know the Confederate guards would be, and it, uh, uh, and and I don't know something like 10, 15 feet inside of the wall was a, an undrawn line that if anybody walked over would be shot Bang dead. The gun line. They would be shot dead. We and ain't so, got no fences here, Campe. What we got is the gun line. The gun line runs from shack to shack. If you so much as trip and fall over the gun line, you will be shot. Mm-hmm. Stick your pecker over the gun line. It will, will be, be shot. shot. That's from life. That's uh and so it was Your gun line sounds like a smart <laughs> man. <laughs> And so even if sometimes if someone just reached an arm into it, they would be shot. They would be shot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I can't believe. If yeah. you so much as trip and fall over the gun line. If you fall over the gun line. You will be shot. If you dangle one of your maggots from your food over the gun yeah. line. The maggot. Well, he was called the deadline. And I, I, Dead I, I have to imagine that is where the word comes from. They must have got it from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, my I, spine I, is the baseline. That's <laughs> that's true. And that's facts. And that's science. Now, the, so, so, so the deadline... Is in Anderson in the Andersonville prison. Andersonville prison, which is where? The swamp. Um, Decatur. No. Decatur, Georgia. <laughs> Dude, I, do you think that's where I, I got a name? I, it was a uh, um, Decaturville. Decatur. I believe it was like south of Richmond, if I have that right. Okay, I, I okay. don't remember. I, I believe it was in Virginia. And so it is a Confederate prison, Confederate prison. Ma- ma- makeshift uh, prison. Yeah. And, and and makeshift uh, by your own means. You have to make create, shit. Yeah, yeah. You have to create your own shelter, etc. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, it, it was it was near it's, Richmond. It's it's a place where, where people men go. with guns keep people. <laughs> yes. There are no fences. There mm-hmm. are no roofs. Mm-hmm. It's Coachella. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd, with love, no I'd love you to escape. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, it was, so, so the, you know, p- prisoners, there's all these stories of prisoners digging tunnels. In. So every every day or so, the guards would have slaves poke poke uh, giant sticks or metal rods into the earth around around the prison to see if they could find a... Fuck. And there were, like, many, many prisoners who died when, when, the, when the tunnel collapsed. There's a, a lot of stories of prisoners who dug and dug and dug and dug, and then... A slave stabbed them? No, they took a wrong turn, and they basically came out in the exact same place they started. This is just like... Are you shitting me? No, seriously. What is it, dumbest people of all time? No, I don't know. Why oh, do you God! Think, there's, no, there's no compass. Well, you don't do a circle. How do you know what it's a circle dark. is when you're under the ground? You it's, go straight ahead. What, what, what is straight? I have no idea. You, don't you know, have no idea. You don't know what straight is. Out. Out. <laughs> out of what? Out of the fucking prison, no. you psycho. You no. ju- if you're just digging... You don't know. There's no fucking there's no sense sunlight. Of I'm not barren left Dude, over and you, over again. Can you? Can you? Can, you, can ba- you get to the bathroom when I, the power's out? I want to be back with. <laughs> yes. Have Aaron. There are walls. Aaron. There are walls. I know you can. Straight ahead. Everywhere is the bathroom for you. <laughs> straight ahead is yeah, the direction. You just find my mouth and then you use the are bathroom. You, are you really telling me that that's a sensible outcome? Sensible. Yes, Nothing John. is sensible about the situation. 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 Don't. 
There's Aaron, nothing sensible about straight it. Straight ahead. What? Here's the thing. Straight a you've, fucking head. You've been eating maggots I, and I'm dirt every, for a week. Everybody watching on YouTube is agreeing with me. No, no but nobody's. No. You, you, 999 you, people you, on YouTube. You, you know what's the up. desert. The forest. The you can desert. Get, you can get lost in both of those because it's impossible to tell. A which straight way. line is. How do you know you're going straight? It, f- it always Because feels. you're not turning around no. and going back to you, the prison. You tell, how do you know when you're turning, when the, you are underground? You might be digging and slightly digging yeah. more on your left than your right. Maybe. You don't know. You might be, you know, you fucking... If do you really you, believe what you're saying right now? Absolutely, yes. 100%. Yes. I know what I'm saying absolutely. to be fact. I'm not fucking around. You know what you're saying to be fact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, you have, if you're driving your car... Aaron? Just, listen to what I'm saying. Let, of all directions you can go, straight back to where you started... Is the least likely ever. No, ever. no, no. Actually, it, it's it not. Actually it's happened, a, it's as likely it actually as, happened. It's actually happened. It's as likely as any of the other directions. It's equally as likely. Given enough you know, time. I know what a prick you are. I'm not kidding. No, no. you are no. a massive prick. Yeah, people know. fucking up. You're right. And if this happened, you would be fucking apoplectic about it. But I'm not if we malnourished. Were doing- I'm not. This is not 1860. I'm not malnourished. Beaten, starving, dehydrated, and probably kind of retarded. Okay. Can you admit that at least where the hole starts? I'm not on a diet. I'm where not the a hole, diet of maggots. Where the hole starts is your only source of light. No. And all you have to do okay, is go straight ahead of there. Straight ahead of there. He's not. The minute you start turning, no, John, 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 the light John, leaves. John, this John, isn't like no, some no, no. giant field you can work in. The, the, this, this, and it's also not. I'm going. Oh wow! There's a tunnel here that I already dug. I mean, if imagine you're in your car. Right. And you know, when you take your hand off the wheel and it, you just, the wheel just slightly is one degree off. Uh huh. And you start fucking going. Yeah. Now imagine if it's three degrees off. Uh huh. Now imagine you're underground and there's no light and you're five degrees off. Eventually, when you dig, you're going to get back to where you're going or very close to. Yeah. Like you can very easily get turned around without any sort of sense of direction. Right. Underground. And you'll end up not at coming out of the hole you dug, but ten feet away, yeah, or a hundred feet away. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's not, oh, I dug. I'm, you're not like literally coming out the same hole, but you end up in the in the same prison. So camp. in the dark, without a guide, without, you automatically will go straight back to where you started. No, both, no, no, both no, of you are no, fucking retarded. No, what are you no, saying? We're not saying that. No. We're not saying you're both exactly saying. No, no we're not saying you're going to automatically end up where you started. It wasn't a common occurrence, but it did happen. It's it's not unreasonable. You can yeah, get turned in in the vast litany yeah. of tolls tunnels that would be dug. It is not lit, lit, litany litany. It is not unreasonable of, for people to get turned around, and once you get turned around. You don't know which way is straight anymore. All you got to do is... That's... Go straight. No. That's all you got to do. Go clear. Straight. Out. Straight. Out. Straight. Uh, out of the prison. You know what? I'm so... I'm mad. There's I shades. Gotta pee. I got to pee. There's shades to it. Well, let's take we'll a little right break. Back. We'll be right after, back. After that. And we're back. If you're just joining us, we just had to explain to John about tunneling. Yeah, how they all go straight back to the source. I understand. Um, you're both dumb. Uh, 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 boy, I can't wait to see you fucking. And so anyway, camp. there would be. The- <laughs> I can't wait to see you in a prison camp. Mm-hmm. So 
Andersonville. Yes. Very terrible place. Um, it didn't take long. So Corbett um, was not able to fashion a um, place to sleep. And so he would generally sleep between two tents, two tents that other people... So Andersonville, like all these people basically made their own kind of mm-hmm. neighborhoods and their own like groups. Mm-hmm. And there were kind of streets. Uh, they were about like three, four feet wide, you know. Where Mostly paved paths. with maggots and shit. Yeah, yeah. But in Corbett, you know, he never slept in a tent or under anything, really. The only shade he ever got was when the tent that he was sleeping next to would give off shade. Ah. And so he basically took like, a, you know, a, 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 just a, some piece of cloth or something and, and stretched it over himself, you know, between these two tents. and Kind of like a hat. Yeah. Basically, and he immediately. Only I still had my foreskin. He was immediately sick, dysentery, um, <laughs> and he was dysentery. Yeah, what did Terry have to say about it? <laughs> and his feet and legs were swelling, and oh, one God. time, one time, this guy, uh, this guy sees him just laying on the ground, and he, he yells to him. He says, "Well, you old bag of bones, are you still living?" So I, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I should have supposed you would have died a month ago. I swear some men have more lives than a cat. <laughs> and Christ's love lives through me, plus I got no balls. <laughs> <laughs> but but he does uh he does join up with you know, he's you know, he's you know, crazy religious, right? And he does join up and he hold you know, he preaches and these as you can imagine, pretty large crowd. Yeah. Yeah, well, the whole thing's a crowd. Yeah. yeah. Big appetite for hope. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. He, was, he was so religious that, you know, so there would be groups that um, they might have dug in the ground and found a spring. And so if you, like, wanted water, you'd have to go over to, like, where this group was and be like, hey, can I have some water? And some groups would tell him to fuck off because he was, like, too religious and they didn't like him. Some groups would, would let him have some water. Or mm. And... Um, mm. He's constantly said diarrhea, scurvy. One one guy said his whole system was diseased. Jesus, haggard, emaciated, um, and there was very little water to drink until this one time. Um, and 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 he said this was providence. This insane thunderstorm hits the camp, and it just bears down on the camp for days. And at one point, someone says it was a lightning strike. Someone says it wasn't. But this giant flood of water breaks through the one of the walls and diverts, because there's so much water rush, diverts the maggot stream mm. in another direction and, and digs out this hole where a new fresh stream of water is, is born. And behold, lightning <laughs> hath struck the maggots. Releasing the torrent of God's sweet deluge. And whoa, the maggots did repent. <laughs> and yay, the uh, prisoners did relish and quench thine thirst. And the centipedes retreated into the log. And the centipedes were pissed. <laughs> for there was no pain to be felt. And the trilobites and the gigabytes did remain friends. Correct. <laughs> And whoa, we did dig the tunnel through to only, whoa, <laughs> remain where we have started. And no, we will not retarded. 
Now, uh, but but even through all of this, Corbett was um, described by one of the other prisoners as uh, as having wonderful composure. Hmm. Uh, he would um, forget his own troubles and and try to help other people get over theirs. He was, uh, he, he was described as a quote. He was constantly moving around like an angel of mercy, forgetful of his own sorrows and trying to assuage the griefs and woes of his federal morals. He even forgot his balls back at home. <laughs> yeah. Never mind my no-ball bullshit. You got problems. Let's help you out. Well, he says to one of the prisoners, he said, I tell you, uh, I tell you, Comrade Thatcher, the Lord has given me a sacred promise that I shall never die in prison. Oh, nice. You know. Spoiler. He died in prison. (laughs) The guy holds the ship and goes, you got to get me one of those. (laughs) (laughs) My body was a prison and I cut my balls off. Uh, and so, you know, he also says the, the Lord told him that he should be liberated from prison. At one point, he he um, the some prisoners are are um, brought outside of the camp to do some work or there's something outside of the, the prison camp, and he takes his opportunity and he runs off as far as a completely debilitated, emaciated, dysentery lady. <laughs> yeah. And uh, rich, and he's you know he's a small man, so he finds a hole and he hides in you know like a rabbit. I think Martel describes it as. Mm. And uh, the 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 guards can't find him, and so eventually they bring the dogs out. No, but he's got no balls. Yeah, but the dog no, the dogs do find him. They eventually, uh, uh, like one of them even like you know hits him with his nose. God damn it. But they were so well, like, Corbett was, like, ready to, if they came after him, Corbett was ready to, like, jump into him and fight him off, but they were so well trained, they just, like, ran a circle around him until the guards showed up. And good dogs. Very good dogs. Yeah. They, too, were probably castrated. <laughs> but eventually, as the war is waning... And, Sorry, and man, the, we don't want to do this. We know how rough it is. <laughs> we're just running around in circles. As the South is is, is losing, I mean, so, so I forgot to mention what one of the reasons why Andersonville is so bad, and this is not U.S. Grant's fault, but is the South generally did not care for the prisoners as as well as the North did. Um, U.S. Grant, at some eventually, when he takes over, he says, "We can't be trading prisoners. We're just helping them fight us." And so they stop trading prisoners, and and that helps Andersonville mm-hmm. grow as big as it does. But eventually he's moved to another prison, and then from there he is part of a trade with... Um, with I'm sorry, can you explain that again? Because you're saying Ulysses S. Grant... Yes. Is... He's in a southern prison. Andersonville is a southern prison. Yeah, yeah, but but U.S. Grant says we are not trading southern prisoners for northern prisoners. Because we're giving them healthy, non-dysentery-laden... Yes. Yeah. So we have, we have fed, yes. hydrated people, yeah, and sure. we're getting back emaciated wretches. Yeah. Wow. Some without even balls. We're prolonging the war, basically. Because Grant knows that the numbers... He's the first commander with a decent sense of, of tactics who also understands that numbers win the day. And especially if those numbers have balls and food. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, you play chess if you're fucking trading your pawns for the fucking, you know, yeah. horse and not queens. Sure. Uh, and and so the unintended consequence is that they then just keep prisoners. And in worse and, and worse conditions. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's a good not game a good. move. It's a good game move, but with unintended consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You're trying to win the war, with the war you know, not. Yeah. So he's uh, he's part of, uh, eventually he's part of a trade. And this is the description it's so they like they take a boat to a boat and then the prisoners 
walk from one deck to another. That's like the trade. Does anybody fall on a bayonet? <laughs> yeah, well, so this is what the New York Times, I believe it was the New York Times, wrote as the description of it. Uh, a reporter watching this. These are the sons, brothers, husbands, and fathers of the North. Men reduced to living skeletons. Men almost naked. Shoeless men. Shirtless men. Hatless men. Oh! <laughs> oh no, that's not right. That's not right. Well, a lot of heat escapes through the head. Yeah. And directionless, too. They I'm talking did. these guys had no hats. <laughs> Bald guys, everything. Ballless guys. <laughs> it's a bald, debald. Men whose skins are blackened by dirt and hang on their protruding bones loosely as bark on a tree. Men whose very presence is simply disgusting. <laughs> Exhaling exhale, exhaling an odor so fetid that it almost stops the breath of those unaccustomed the to. The breath is is the breath the breath is hot. Breath. Breath what breath? It's hot. Imagine 25,000 of such wretched creatures pen together in a space barely enough, large enough to hold them and compare their condition with the most miserable condition that can be imagined. Remember, too, that these men thus returned are the best specimens of the suffering. Only those are forwarded to us are the, whom the rebel medical authorities decided to be strong enough to bear the fatigue of transportation. Uh, and so, so he was part of that group who he had to be helped across from one ship. To, it was just this... This insanely mind-blowing, sad vision, uh, a, a view of these guys just like being basically dragged to back to their northern home, wow. uh, crossing a boat. And um, he goes to the hospital, and he's just complete. Just his entire body is just broken. Yeah, uh, not physically, not like literally broken. Um, malnutrition. This is from um, Martel. Malnutrition had, had eroded Corbett's muscles and scurvy tightened the tendons in his right leg, making it nearly impossible for him to straighten it. He hobbled about in a crutch, suffering from the bloody flux, dysentery, and his gums bled. Uh, and so he basically was just like, just a fucking heap. He was just, he was, he was, he was a living corpse at this his point. His flux capacitor was broken. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, but he still manages to like drag himself to the church every day Ugh. in the hospital to... Yeah. And, having uh, a job, man. Having a job for the human body and spirit. Yeah, having a reason to get up. It yeah. really fucking sure. it does it does everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 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 there's like that thing where, like, you know, first responder type people would be like, ah, they they smelled like dead. Yeah. And then that person comes back and they're like, well, there's no fucking way they smelled like dead. Yeah. And it's I, in my opinion, I had to feed it, my dog. It, yeah, 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 it's yeah. really because stuff it, like that. responsibility. Yeah. I got to show up and I gotta feed you know, um, I got to open up CVS. <laughs> yeah, no, it's sadly it, it's true. CVS, yeah, it's true. Just good thing there's all those drugs there. <laughs> a job, and 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 then you know, churches, chicken, a, co- a commitment. Church. You know, it's if you're fucking dyed in the wool. That's but, his job. Well, no, yeah. it's. If you don't go, right? What, what's it's, the it's his reason for what are you doing? Being yeah. how the fuck can you not go? Yeah. It's there. Why aren't right. you? Yeah. And so he's in the hospital for a bit, and but when he gets out, uh, he rejoins the 16th, and he's promoted to sergeant. It's February t- February 1865 around, and then uh, you know just you know he's just with the regiment for a bit, and then April 14th 1865, there's just just really exciting play put on at Fort Cedar. Oh, it, they never finished it for some reason. What but um, Yeah, it's I don't know. I mm. Died in the third act. Some guy in the front row was wearing. Some guy in the booth was wearing a big hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get down. <laughs> take your hat off. Take they your, said, please take a bow. 
Uh, yeah, so, so anyway, for uh, John Wilkes Booth shoots Abraham Lincoln in the back of the head, uh, and then his, he survives and goes on to create a beautiful union. Yeah, and then as he flees, sag. his uh, his boot. <laughs> yeah, John Wilkes Booth was an actor. He was. Yeah, on he, screen. He was well, part, eventually he was part of the mo- like the most famous acting family in the country at the time. He was he was known throughout the country. He was like country. a fucking uh, uh, Baldwin. Yeah, he was. You know, no. basically, <laughs> he basically, yeah, they like they the Booth family was like. Thank you, the Baldwin family. There you go, digging in in circles. He oh, was, and and and, and, he, and, he, and he, Boston he, was the bald list, and he was and he was Daniel Baldwin. It was John, John Wilkes was no, no, he was he was was he Billy? Was he Alec? No, he was the he would have been the Alec. You should. Yeah. No, he was the he was the best actor of the of the Booths. But out of work, of the Booth kids, yeah. Really that good? I was going to say he was like an Alexis Arquette. He was famous for his time. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Wow. That's a whole other thing. Uh, Oh, yeah, of course. Not an Arquette. That's a a Patreon thing. Not an Arquette. (laughs) So, so. Baldwin. So 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 Booth, Booth shoots uh, Bridges. Lincoln and and as he's running as he tries to flee his boot gets caught get, gets caught in the railing and well it's because if you have it, a foot that's the tying you down you yeah gotta that's cut right it off that's right right and uh, and uh, there's you know there's a whole story of, of him setting up the escape and all these he had so many other plans that never quite is this it's um it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, JFK subscribe was, on Patreon. Yeah. JFK was shot in a Lincoln and Lincoln was shot in a Ford theater. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So 10 days after uh, after the assassination, uh Corbett's lieutenant, this guy named Doherty was asked uh, to put together a small party to of 25 men to hunt and capture Booth. Though there's no there was never a specific order to capture or to kill. There was never find ever, the motherfucker. It was just find the guy. And then whatever happens happens. And so uh Doherty asked for volunteers. Corbett was one of the first guys to volunteer. And there's also a $100,000 reward for finding Booth that would be split among the people who 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 did it. And so eventually on a tip this whole group uh, they they find one of the guys who helped Booth and uh, David Harold cross you know a, a river to go south, and they find this guy and he tells them what, that they're at the Garrett's farmhouse, and so the uh, Doherty's Doherty's group uh, surrounds the farm. They advance. They knock on the door. They pull a gun on the on the, the kid and then like what the fuck's going on here tell me what's going on so because eventually the garrets themselves there's no actors here sir well so, so what happened no like no one knew eventually the news spread that lincoln had been shot mm. but the garrets didn't know who booth was until yeah, or what you done until he was there a few days and they were going who, why is, who is this guy? Why does he have a broken leg? Why is he fleeing? What's going on yeah. here? And why so they, is he quoting Shakespeare? <laughs> why is he so pretty? Yeah. So the Garrett's father was like, this seems weird. And they moved him from the house back to a shed in the yard. Because they're like, you shouldn't be in the house. And uh, Lincoln was shot in a theater. and then, <laughs> But also... Um, <laughs> but also uh, have, uh, Oswald was found in a theater. Uh-huh. Nice. Is that what you got? I could keep going. Nope. One's on a penny, the other's on a f- 50 cent. So, so the... Do- 50 cent was shot like 12 times. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Unforgivable. Shameful. 
Humiliating. Abortive. So Doherty's a fine Irish lad. Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) So his group, uh, uh, his his troops, they surround the farmhouse. They advance on the shack. And um, they, you know, they say, hey, guys, guys, we know you're in there. Come on out. Let's just let's just get this over with. They they convince David Harold to to uh, to leave. Uh, Booth uh, will not leave the shed. Uh, 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 quote with much defiant language. Mm. He probably swore at him or mm-hmm. something. Fuck that! This is my encore. So Corbett, uh, uh, you know, Boston Corbett. He, he goes, fire upon thee, thou wretched knave. You swine, slave <laughs> of the state. So Corbett goes to Doherty. Goes. Hey, I'll just I'll just go and take him myself. And if he shoots me, uh, by the time he reloads, you guys can all take care of him. That and, is amazing. And really, but Corbett doesn't know that Booth has a a, a seven shot repeater carbine. So like, no, it wouldn't have been. He wouldn't. But he would have been he able to reload. He thought he had a musket. He thought he had a, just a revolver or something. So yeah. six. Yeah. yeah well, or, no, or maybe not a revolver. Maybe probably just a, a like a. Bolt action Bolt rifle yeah, with so maybe four or five shots. Yeah, you, at the knows? most six, really. At the most yeah. six. But seven, hey. And so Doherty's like, no, that's stupid. Let's not do that. Uh, <laughs> that's all this thinking, man. And so instead, Doherty tells his men to light clumps of hay and slide the burning hay through the cracks in the shed. Oh, so it's like Waco. So they want to burn him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's the way it goes down. D- yeah. I watched Bill Hicks, man. I don't know. fucking mess, man. Bill Hicks talk about it? Waco? No, no, no. Booth. Oh, no, I was talking about Waco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how Waco goes down. I didn't, no. know, I didn't know this is how it went down. Yeah, and that that that, lead, that led to, like, conspiracy shit about, like, oh, maybe maybe John Wilkes Booth didn't die and things. It's like, yeah, he fucking did. Maybe he was well, surrendering, but, you know, too bad he was white. Well, so we'll get to that, right? So Corbett and these group of men, they they're surround the shed, and Corbett advances with them, and he can see... The the shed inside is starting to all the hay is catching on fire and Booth is is like running he's, he can't put out the fire he's got this broken leg and he's all this fire and he can't put it out hmm. and his guys are advancing and he's thinking about what to shoot and so this is what Corbett says while he was advancing toward the fire he came very near to where I was standing and I took aim on him with my revolver keeping my eye on his movements. I could have shot him very easily when he was so near but kept my fire reserved until I thought it was not safe to trust him anymore. So then Booth is wandering around, and Corbett has, has a view on him through the crack in the wall in the shed. Corbett is, has a view on Booth through yeah. the crack yeah. in the wall. Got it. And Corbett then says, I saw him in the act of stooping or springing and concluded he was going to use his weapons. So Corbett takes his gun, aims, and fires. One shot. And he hits Booth almost in the exact same place that Booth hit Lincoln. Ah, no see, way. it is mystical. And he would later say that, isn't it uh, God's, uh, isn't that interesting <laughs> yeah. from God? To- Coincidence? Checkmate, atheist. <laughs> <laughs> and so the bullet, uh, this is Martel, uh, Corbett's bullet hit Booth just below the left side of the skull, then traveled across the top of his neck and out onto the barn. And uh, it. He 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 sever the bullet shatters the vertebrae, severs the p- spinal cord, and Booth is alive, paralyzed, and in its in shit insane amount of pain, right? Yeah. And so they drag him out of the barn. Plus the shed's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Well they drag him out of the shed, they put him on the porch, and Booth, paralyzed completely, tells them he has them hold his hands up, and then they fall to the ground and he goes, useless. 
And then ah, one, what, hands. What one doctor shows up and says he's gonna live, and then, <laughs> and then like immediately, immediately another doctor is like, no, he's gonna die. <laughs> and then three hours later, he dies. Yeah, but was he acting? <laughs> yes, acting. acting. Uh, thank you. <laughs> you fucking asshole! You got it right away. I wasn't dead. I was acting. Uh, and so Doherty is then uh, he he turns to one of the or, uh, 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 Corbett turns to like Doherty and he goes because no one knew who shot him at first and Corbett says I did here look at my gun and one of the guys with Doherty is like yeah he confirms that Corbett said here look at my gun Jesus fucking Christ it's flo- I can't believe the no ball bastard he fucking scored my fucking him. gun's yeah. got magic bullets bro. <laughs> I got no balls, but dude, I got revolvers, bro. So then, uh, uh, while Booth is dying, uh, Doherty is the uh, Doherty tells Corbett to go get you know find some breakfast for the men. Mm. So Corbett takes this moment. He goes out into a field and he prays and he asks God to tell him whether this was good or bad. He says he ha- he gets a feeling from God that says this was the right move. Mm, oh, and, and then good. He, he goes and he you know gets breakfast and he brings it back. What they have? It doesn't say. Um, and then eventually molasses he, and beans, him and the, him and the troop, him and the regiment, uh, with the body in a shroud, they ride back with the body to DC and now he's a celebrity. Wow. He's the man who shot the man who shot Lincoln. And so all the newspapers immediately they interview him and they find him humble and modest and he's he's called you know the, he's the mild because of his preaching he was known as the glory to God man you know but he would do things when he was preaching he always had like an ER to stuff like which I mean sounds like a Boston accent yeah yeah really yeah be like we really? got pre uh, you know yeah yeah so while he he would do it do it do it do it, do it. Do it. I, I I can't remember the specific uh, well, uh, You got uh, uh, lover and pre- for uh, the Lord uh, love the world uh, Lincoln, so much. Uh, 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 is only a uh, begotten child. Yes, yeah, kind of like that. But he would always say glory to. He would always yell glory to God, and so everybody called him the glory to God man. So that's the thing that. Ca- that's the that's the thing that caught on in the papers. But as as the months went by, the newspapers got tired of like the right defi- description <laughs> and it started beca- he started becoming fiery uh-huh. and then his bullet was guided by providence and he, yeah. I told you the magic and he bullet, had disobeyed dude. orders but there was no order yeah and eventually these rumors would grow and grow and grow well the new york post said that no ball bastard blast <laughs> booth <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> 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 Ball Baron Bag <laughs> Blast Booth <laughs> in Barn with Musket Ball. <laughs> booth yeah. blasted. So they have to start ballless. As much as they love building up the celebrity, they have to tear him down. So yeah. get, he's he's due to be torn apart. Yeah, and then because, because they're bored of his holy roller bullshit too. Godlike. And 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 so eventually the rumors <laughs> these rumors would keep getting weirder and weirder until eventually the rumor was that Booth wasn't killed and he was still alive and Corbett was a liar. Uh, and then people in the South would write, they would write, they found his address and would write threatening letters to him saying that they were going to kill him. And so for the rest of his life, he would sleep with a revolver under his pillow. He only made reservations at tables. <laughs> But everywhere he went after this, people would ask him 
to tell the tale and he would say okay yeah here's what happened yeah. i did this and show us your balls <laughs> and, and if anybody said you didn't kill him he would pull a gun on him really yeah not the ball is bag <laughs> no he would pull i mean it's like it's happening now with like trump you know retweeting that seal team six yeah. didn't oh, kill it's amazing, it yeah. even the guy who the seal team guy who was a trump supporter is like yeah this isn't what are you talking or, about or it's like you know when the people show up they go to buzz aldrin like you didn't land on the moon yeah, and, and he, he punches, punches them in the face <laughs> is that true yes. oh it's on video it's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking awesome fuck that you because you can imagine the guys saying that are not guys who could take a punch no no <laughs> Nor land on the moon. <laughs> Couldn't land a punch. <laughs> Nor have the physical regimen to complete an astronaut's yes. journey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> land, a, land a rover. You couldn't land a punch. <laughs> so, so, some guy in a shrimp barn <laughs> yeah. is telling you, like, you didn't land on the moon. You go, boom, yeah. motherfucker. Jesus. And so anyway, so even after <laughs> So even after he sh- he shoots Booth and uh, kills Booth, he's still in the army. And so um you know, he's still, you know, he's not released yet and so until August of that year he's still in the army. His health is constantly going from okay to terrible. And he's just constantly in and out of the out of the hospital, <laughs> constantly going from okay to terrible. Yes, constantly. Yeah, it really likes that. That's really good. Okay, to terrible. It was never- oh, I'm okay right now. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, <laughs> not wait. this again. Oh shit! Yeah, it's pretty much. Oh, no. Does it ever go from terrible to okay? Uh, it sucks real bad. That's intermittent. <laughs> he, he, so. For for almost a year after he got out of Andersonville, his shoulders were scarred from sleeping in the sun. Oh, like Shumboyne? Yeah. Fucking asshole. And his, uh, James James Brown, James Brown, his old employer, wrote that he was emaciated, pale and weak, very much broken in health. His skin was yellow and of a smoked appearance. Yeah. See, now, here's the thing, is that self-preservation on a survival level in a place like Andersonville you would go like, I will fucking act like I'm down with any kind of bullshit mm-hmm. that gets me shelter and makes the sun not ruin my body. You could cover and, yourself in mud. Yeah, and you should, but should. yeah, should have. But also, th- let's be real. The whole thing is is the fetishization of pain for him. For him, do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For him, yeah, interesting. No, I no, I get what you're saying. Yes. Do and, you think that? Um, I mean, I think it's a wonderful theory. And I think it's not unreasonable. Do you think that he purposely allowed himself to deteriorate? Suffering. Yes. I'm, I'm asking Matt. No. He, no, cut, he no. cut his balls out, Aaron. Well, that's... Yeah, no, I get it. But that was, that was to alleviate his suffering. Uh, True. True. Yeah. You know but I'm not disagreeing because, with your theory, John. I think you have a wonderful theory that makes a lot of sense for yeah. this gentleman. Because I'm wondering, the guy who's read the fucking book, if you think that... Coming that, feels bad? And you don't like balls? No, I love. Well, both I, of those no, things are and, wrong. And all tunnels Coming go, feels good. And all I love tunnels balls. go straight back to the beginning. You Dude, fucking you asshole. Have you not seen the series Dark? Oh, no, it's, it's a great. It's, it's, it's not yeah. amazing series. You it's, have to it's watch. It's a Deutsche series. Yeah, it's a Pesta. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's Deutsche's TV. Yeah, it's a. It's Continue, a, please. So, do does what John is saying? Do you think what that it no, applies no, no, so, here? So I don't think he brought 
it on. You because, don't think he purposely sunburned his shoulders? No, but I think... But uh, he probably, unlike, after the fact... Unlike most of the people there, he said this is a test or the... He didn't. He didn't look for it. He didn't search for it. But he no. t- he took it in in a way that said. I think. I think everything is a day to day conversation with God. And when circumstances stu- suck, a lot of times you go like, "Oh, well, this must be a test." Yes, exactly. Of course, you, of course. But, yeah. And so then you don't protect yourself enough, right. and then you have a horribly he, he, he blistered fucking shoulders. He wasn't proactive because he believed in it, but it doesn't mean that he sought it out. It's just no. But you, he just accepted it, it without it, trying to fix it. It's a way it. to reason with his reality. You seek it out by virtue of thinking that it is an ongoing conversation of well, like. So, can so I, not necessarily. Can I take the pain I on think my it's shoulders? A, I think it's an it's a it's a post hoc thing. It's not, you know, um, uh, the reason for it, but it is a way for him to reason it after. So it is. Oh, I've I've got yeah, these these wounds, these scars I have. These are the marks of my yeah. tribulation. How many how many how many wounds does Christ have? There's a crown of thorns. I don't know, you, four? Have, you have the spear. You have the crucifixion. <laughs> four, five, six. Well, we just counted six right there. <laughs> well, you know how many? Zero didn't exist. Uh, <laughs> it didn't exist. In- no, no. So so no. so so I think I think perhaps the best. My uh, the, my feeling of the best way to describe it is that um, he was not proactive about fixing the problem. Yes, he didn't. But it's not that he sought it out. It's just that when it happened, he that's a way to well, justify its God, existence. God will it. God take it away. Right. It's the thing of like if he wants me to get better from it, he will right. do it. Yes, and I think that's true. But also, I think people that are in that level of devotion to the Lord will seek out challenges. That they know they might not be able to. If to, God wanted me to have a tent, I would have a tent. If God didn't want me to have balls, He wouldn't have given them to me. Right. Yes, but and also it, God would will you with a brain to create the most basic level of shelter to survive. Right. Well, well it, it, it's very there's that the um, the I guess this it, parable I, I I still don't know what a parable is, but it, the the story about God say like someone's like. Someone's like, like drowning they're, they're in a drowning river, in a and river. then a guy in a boat comes, and a guy in a helicopter comes, and he goes, "No, no, God's going to no, save God's, God's going to save me." And, God and they die, and they drown, they go to heaven, and they go, "Oh God, I'm here and I'm dead. What happened?" He goes, "Well, I, I sent you a boat, and I, and I sent you a helicopter and a raft." Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, very, very much. But so. no, I, 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 I totally see what you're saying. Um, I don't think there's any way for us to know how he dealt with it. But I'm sure after he got the sunburn and the scars, he certainly saw it as a, a, a sign of pr- uh, pride. Yeah. You know, it, reasoned I, with it. Tests, I, I find that believable. Absolutely. Yeah, tests of devotion are not necessarily bad. Oh, no. But they are often unnecessary. Sure. That's all. I'm sorry. Right. So... Uh, eventually, he returns to New York and normal service, which is hat making and preaching. And Fish drinking, huff, mercury huffing. Yes, yes. And uh, he, he goes through this whole long battle to get his reward for Booth. And it's this one of the like it's one of these really stupid things where the people, the soldiers, and the commanders had to get politicians to fight for them. And originally, he was supposed to get like two thousand dollars, but then. Uh, one of the guys, I don't think it was Doherty, someone else got a politician to 
rework it so that way the guy who was Doherty was in charge of the group and he was supposed to get like 15,000 but then some other guy who was below him I think Corgan I can't remember Billy, Billy Corgan he he was smashing pumpkins yeah Smiling. Well, you know, the world is <laughs> but, but smiling politely. Smiling very politely. nice. But then, so he gets another politician to rewrite that. And so that way, like, so originally Corgan was, or originally Corbett was supposed to get $2,000. And then through this whole rewriting of stuff, or even Doherty, the guy who led, led the thing, doesn't make as much as the second guy in charge. Eventually, Corbett is given uh, $1,600, about $26,000 today. Well, you know, the world for, is a vampire, for, man. Yeah. And- Send the drain. Um, and so he, with his $26,000, he moves to Camden, New Jersey, which is obviously is not a good idea, but <laughs> for anybody, no. and so he's, he eventually, this is like his peak of his proselytizing and he has his own flock for a bit. Um, of, and he, and he makes a seven of, of humans. Yeah. And he makes a $7 hat according to the records. Uh, cost him eight to make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he loved it because of suffering. But eventually, like, he loses the flock or something. So he leaves New Jersey. This Chicago newspaper publishes this screed about him and how he's like, <laughs> it's, it's actually, I, it, this is a uh, ballless booth buster <laughs> botches. <laughs> I, I, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm going to save the we're, we're, bargain bowler business. In order to keep this short, I'm not going to read all oh, of that's it. That's good. But I'm, but I'm just going to read. That's good. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I did. I wait, wait, you're hitting it? Ballless booth buster botches <laughs> budget bowler business. Dude, that's like hats, fucking bowler good. hats. That's very good. And because of the alliteration? Jesus Christ. Dude, go take a tunnel to fucking China. I'm sure you'll fucking find it, dude. You end up back in Chinatown, you fucking blind bastard. You got you got him laughing like Ray Liotta. It's, it's like... Oh, in Goodfellas? This one? That fucking, Tommy, the fucking club. Tommy, get the fuck out of here because that shit, that's really good. Yeah. That, that's really that, that so one. I'm gonna I'm gonna save the you rest. You know I like that. I like to make him Ray Yoda and killing him softly, <laughs> yeah. getting his ass beat and puking his teeth out. All right, yeah. no, no more deep cuts and feel That's the dreams. Oh come on! I'm please. just gonna, I'm just gonna read the beginning of this uh, <laughs> this this screed uh, because the the time. Uh, so this is just the beginning. Boston Corbett. They misspelled this name when they wrote it. Boston Corbett, the skulking blood thief who for. <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> I won't even read that. I won't even finish that no, sentence. Wait, wait, wait. Skulking <laughs> blood thief, yes. who for a reward shot to death John Wilkes Booth, <laughs> has turned preacher. And it's like he's been preaching this whole time. What the fuck is a blood thief? I don't know. A murder. A murder. Dude, what the fuck is a skulking <laughs> blood, blood thief? thief. Like the unbald. Breaker of booths. <laughs> well, they, well, they. Uh, to be fair, they do later say, "Wandering Jew of radicalism." So you can imagine. Oh, the, they call him the Wandering Jew of radicalism. You can imagine the bent of this. The guy this, that's that's sun bleaching himself for Christ. Yeah. In in Andersonville. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah. they're calling me a Jew. I don't understand. <laughs> I guess it's Christ-like. Dude. <laughs> 
ballless booth buster botches <laughs> budget bowler business? I mean, guys, come on. Yeah, I know you're all listening at home, watching on YouTube. Can you make some comments on how fucking great that is? Fuck these guys. And well, also, can you that, tell them how easy it is to get lost underground? Yeah, and, and also, can you tell... You know what? People, can you tell, can people you tell, go to the catacombs in France, which yeah. are dug and lit, yeah. and they never come out. Doug and who's lit? The band. Doug. Aaron, it took the the, band one, one of our YouTube subscribers to tell you that it was genius of me to call say doctors hate this geyser so, so that's yeah that I has am nothing sure, to do with I this am, but i am i am sure that the YouTube, listen man you know i come YouTube, around on the 400 yard archer shit i've yeah. come around all right have you oh hell yeah uh, yeah that's because so it's they can see 400 yards the the arrows can go that far really yeah yeah, I watched Game of Thrones, man. I saw and it. So it was the I fin- seen it. Fin du Monde, now it's Delirium Tremens, and now you get it. Cool. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, maybe you'll Monday wise up and get a taste. <laughs> it's a Batman Begins reference. You guys get it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a rat. <laughs> I'm st- despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. So uh, I just want to stop for yeah. a second. Okay, stop. it is. <laughs> you good to go for a real conversation about tunnels are you a tu- no i'm uh, tunnel vision man i'm sorry what do you want to talk about can i talk okay. yeah i think <laughs> i can <laughs> fucking asshole <laughs> in these situations yeah. i mean it is preposterous <laughs> wait what that an actor uh-huh. kills the president. Yeah, it, it's not a The idea. guy that kills him is some ballless, <laughs> hollow sack <laughs> preacher. Preacher. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be it's weird. Just, with it's just things like, you know, when, when you do fucking profiles and eccentricity, it's like, oh, well, these are these fucking weirdos. And you go, like, in those situations, in those wartime situations, those guys always make their way to the forefront. The sure, weirdest sure, sure. fucking psychos. It's almost a thing where, like, you know, in, in Saving Private with Barry Pepper, where you go, like, mm. I'm going to stick with him because yeah. I feel like I'll survive. Sure, sure, sure. Because he's the fucking craziest guy here. Mm. Isn't, isn't that bizarre? Where you go, like, extraordinary. These are extraordinary situations. Extraordinary Extra- si- Yeah, call for extra- extraordinary measures. Measures. And, 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 and that <laughs> is extraordinary people. Yes. And so you're like, I can't believe I am following a guy to burn jo- jo- John Wilkes Booth out of a shed yeah. who has a hollow bag. That's <laughs> where I kept the matches. You know what I mean? It's like, don't worry, I'll get them. Can I have some of this hay to yeah. stuff in my sack? I, yeah, burn it. We'll burn him good. <laughs> it just made me think like a Wizard of Oz character. Yeah, I'm just like, going to take a little bit of this. Balls. Don't I'm, worry, he's only a thespian. He's not a soldier like me. <laughs> What? I'm just, y'all what? done burning this hay? I just might. What? And also, do you gonna, think the wizard could give me some balls? It, it, dude, it is. It's just like oh, these, these guys that come to the forefront in these situations. They're always kind of bananas, and maybe they're only kind of bananas because we find out about them because right, they're famous. It's who they write sure, about, right? Certainly, certainly, it's some of that. But but a lot of times it's like they come through extremely. Yes, because you know, uh, circumstances. You know, normal, reasonable people don't, one, uh, 
they if they get into those situations, they end up, you know, they're the guy who makes the tent for themselves. And, 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 and also, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And the guys that they, and the guy who's, you know, the guy that's assured he's going to win also is usually kind of crazy. And that's the guy that you follow because he's yeah extremely like determined to be like, oh, yeah, we are going to fucking make it. No yeah, doubt any, about any it. Any sort of extraordinary, extraordinary performance, whether it's life or music or art, like, you know, normal, normal people don't do dope shit. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You got to be eccentric but also, for us to profile you. But it is a thing where you have the thing on the line where if you're Lincoln, you go like, all right, well, fucking, you know, uh. Is this guy a general or a criminal? Because I, and the line is very thin. Yeah, on all sides. Yeah, it, it it's really sometimes it's both, and it just depends on how bad you need them. It's like, well, yeah. you are a criminal, but right I mean, this, now you're not. This guy is busted down to a private. He after- doesn't even have any. <laughs> So he's busted up to a private. That's right. <laughs> Pretty much. He's in a fucking bus. No, he's not. <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 diabolical. I I, I it is truly diabolical. You would never fucking think. First stop. You think it's crazy that an actor shot the president? I, Wait till you hear about the who guy killed that killed him. him. He's got no <laughs> yes. balls. Yeah, yeah. What? Nobody has but, all, and, has and all the balls. And he has he all sh- the balls. Then he shot the guy in the same place he shot the president. <laughs> yeah. Poetic. Theatrical. Different. <laughs> Good. Uh, John, can you just press on my face on that thing? Oh, press his fucking... Oh, what? this one's got on Siri, oh, too. But your face looks weird, though. This, is kind of this, this one has Siri turned on. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Don't... Oh, I didn't tell... Oh, did I, just, oh. did I fuck up? No, you didn't fuck anything up. No, no, was, they were great. We're great. Does it good? You pressed my face? I pressed your face big time. Okay, great. Okay, so. Pressed my love. So anyways, so, the, so 1873, the economy is collapsing in the United States. Corbett moves to Cleveland, then he moves back. And then in 1878. This, this, back to? Uh, back to New, New York, York and New Jersey. And then on advice of a friend, he homesteads near Concordia, Kansas. Um, traveling as he does always with two guns with him. Because he's afraid about being killed. They were the, the, their surrogate balls. That's yes, right. It, it, that's it, I, I hadn't thought of that, but that's exactly it. That's exactly what happened. Um, and the, during this time, uh, oh, he's just it. traveling, and and uh, he he's he goes to a like a um, a veterans like meetup. BFW. He kind of yeah. To and and, and, like and, and, a, and a few guys are like. Booth isn't dead. You didn't kill him. And so he pulls a gun on him and he's like, I fucking killed him and he's dead. You can meet him. Yeah. And then basically that. Ask him yourself. But he decides that he's going to walk to Kansas and he gets, he gets about like 13, 14 miles in and he's like, this is a terrible idea. So, <laughs> so, so he walks into a newspaper, uh, 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 what is it? Do I have the newspaper? He walks into basically a, a, a newspaper and he says, uh, Hey, I'm trying to get to Kansas. I don't have any money. I'm the guy who killed Booth. And they go, oh, you, you're Boston Corbett. And they put a thing in the paper saying, hey, everybody, Boston Corbett's trying to get to Kansas. Can we get him to Kansas? Bunch of money comes in. The train goes, all right, you get a free ride to Kansas now. Makes his way to Kansas. And, um, and he's not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> no. So uh, he finds out the place that he 
when he shows up, like it turns out like the place would have been homesteaded earlier, but it's really unfar. This one section is really unfarmable. And so when he gets there to homestead it, he discovers that too. But he dis- he also discovers that it has its own little small spring of water. With or without maggots? No maggots. <gasps> and so instead of building his house so it faces to the rising sun, and so it gets sun all day. Because in Kansas winters, you want a house within the sun. Right. He instead builds his house and has he hires men to dig out a hill. And he builds his house in the dugout of the hill because right there is the spring. Mm. And I always I imagine that like the experience in Andersonville is like live next to the water. Yeah, no matter what, <laughs> yes. the, the sun will be there. Water <laughs> might run out. Yes. Also, dig straight. And so he builds this. He has he hires these guys to dig it out and then build this stone house in the dugout. And then he has the wa- the stream lined. And like he builds over it with this like wood, and then the stream is lined, so he could always just like has his access to this water. Good for him. That sounds idyllic. It's a one room stone house built in this hill. Mm, mm. One room. <laughs> well, there's not a lot, not a lot going on in that room. And here's I'm going to show you. His offspring are minimal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you would say that. Mm. Here's a here's a. Yeah. Pic- here, He's here, on the spring. Here's this from the Kansas Historical Society. Here's a here's a uh, a, a drawing of of his house. A drawing, dug into the hill. Oh, this is like a Hobbit shit. Yeah, no, it's exactly it's exactly that. A dugout. This is like a Hobbit shit, <laughs> dude. Yeah. This guy's straight up in the fucking shire. Can you do more forensic? <laughs> John, tell Detailing. me more about tell me more about digging. Uh, yeah, you 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 got to go everywhere, but but straight back. You don't fucking go straight jackass. back. It's a loop the loop. Loop the loop. You fucking fruit loop. You end up anywhere, the center of the goddamn earth, before straight back where you started. You oh, fucking dumb. Uh, fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. We gotta have a hole digging competition. Yeah, yeah. He's digging himself <laughs> in a hole right now. Now this is some kind of a hillside cottage, almost yeah. like a hobbit situation. And I understand it's in Kansas with hills. Uh, don't exist. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, flat yeah. as a motherfucker. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. No, so that's not, what, that, do you that, want it back? That, yes, please. That for what? Habit shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, John's like words on there. <laughs> trying to figure these things out. Some of these hieroglyphics. <laughs> I gotta take mushrooms to understand them. <laughs> so so from there he uh, he you know he he uses this as a base kind of to. Um, Right oh, you're talking a lot of baseball shit. <laughs> right around. Dugout. Right base. around. Nah. Bats. Bat? Bat. Uh, so he would use his, his fame to, uh, he would, people would ask him to preach, come and come to their place and preach. And uh, as one person said. Um, Pitch ev- them new ideas. Yeah. Well, he, 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 his preaching was, was not exactly uh, friendly uh, for the church. And this is uh, from uh, one of the merchants. <laughs> oh, nice. He was a firm believer in. A, quote, hell and eternal burning for the wicked. What? And in his discourse, he would bring the flames quite vividly before the mind's eye. He was very fearless in denunciation of evil and crime of all kinds. And he was not afraid of hurting anyone's feelings by plain truth. And so often churchgoers would be like, you got to get this guy out of here. It's too real, man. It's too much. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but also at the same time, in his local community, he was, it seemed much loved. There are, uh, there are letters of people saying, hey, my grandmother is sick. You got to get over here now to so pray. And so there were plenty of people, even they, you know, not everybody was against fire and brimstone. 
Um, and so he was, you know, he did have. Well, I mean, fire and brimstone, and people are like, they only fire and brimstone when they're like preaching at people. Right. But when it comes to like, hey, hey, small hey, come moment. pray for my grandmother. Yeah. There's no, you don't need to talk about hell No, you there. don't. In that moment, Because she's not. about to go there. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, because she fucked all those dudes. <laughs> the grandma. And she's going to hell. And you got to pray for her because she's so nasty. She's so gross. It's not cool. But yeah. so, um, he's not making a lot of money from his farm. And so he uh, he applies for a pension for the army from the army, and you know because of his disabilities, he should get more money. And so he has to actually, in order to prove his disabilities, he has to meet with a doctor. Oh. And, and this is what the the this is what the doctor wrote. Prove to me. John John Wilkes Booth proved he was useless. <laughs> in chronic diarrhea. Even even at this point. Uh, Scurvy is affecting the ankles and contracting cords under the knees. Also affects gums and teeth. Chronic diarrhea. Um, great deal of pain in pulvis. They misspelled that. They wrote pulvis. Uh, pulvis pain passing up to the spine to his brain at times. Generally worse in hot weather. Also causes dysentric. Misspelled. Dysentery. Uh, conditions of lower bowels with blood, uh, bloody mucopurulin evacuation. Oh, that's gross. That means mucus and pus. Suffers constantly with pain. His tongue is coated, breath foul, teeth all decaying by effects of scurvy. He's a perfect wreck of, a, of human suffering. Wow. Which he loves. <laughs> if he had any nuts, he'd be coming. <laughs> Government insistence denied. No, no. They, well, I mean, they gave him more money because it was proof of what, yeah, what he, happened. He's on death's door. And they, he couldn't do manual labor because of this, and so he got more money. Wait, why? <laughs> yeah, imagine huh? he can't fucking till without shitting. I knew a guy named Manuel Labor. <laughs> oh, Manuel. I mean, he, I mean, he is like Manuel. you know, he's he's fertilizing the ground as he tills it. I guess it couldn't be that. Oh, because of the chronic diarrhea. But also his his sure they didn't misspell chronic gonorrhea. His, his his mental health around around this point is also getting uh, very very bad. I mean, first off, it it is like understandable because he's get he was hatter getting all shit. These, well, the hatter shit, is, yes, but war. But also, all of these guys writing to him, being like, "I'm going to kill you for killing John Wilkes Booth," you know. So, oh yeah, it, yeah. It, oh, it's- there's a there's a there's a kid at the time who who grew up in uh, around him in Kansas and was fascinated by him because he lived nearby and he was like. He always had guns with him, and he slept. He always had guns. He looked in his house one time, and he saw no one ever went into his house. He would always stop him at the door. But one of the kids, when when Corbett was gone, one of the kids looked in the window, and there was just guns everywhere. There was guns above his bed, under his bed, under his pillow. He was just constantly afraid that someone was going. And so sometimes people, when when he was riding, he got this uh, pony named Billy. This little po- uh, Billy the Billy the horse, he called it. Uh, he'd be riding Billy along the road, or Billy would be dra- like dragging him in, um, you know, one of those wheeled. Um, I forget what it's called, like barrows. No, no wagon. It, it's a wagon type thing. It's like a buck rake or rickshaw? something. I forget what it's called. Rickshaw. It's kind of a rickshaw. But anyway, like if he saw someone else approaching, he would get off of Billy and hide in the long grass and train his rifle on them until he knew that yeah. they were good or bad. He had pitsed. Yeah. Um, and at one point, some neighbor kids run into his yard, and he fires over... He was an excellent marksman, and he fired over their head. No shit. Um, and so it's like, obviously, he wasn't trying to hurt them, 
but he fired over their head to be like, get off my lawn. And because of this, he gets dragged into court. And while he's in the court, he gets in an argument while he's on the stand. And on the stand, he pulls the gun out. And you fucking motherfuckers, <laughs> you suck my dick. <laughs> and he waves it at everybody. And the next day, the Concordia Blade newspaper, the headline was, quote, Boston Corbett crazy. <laughs> like that's the that's the news of the day. He's lost his mind. He's got no balls and no brain. It's all we can do to keep him just adhering to the general laws of society. So there's there's a, so you know word keeps spreading about about him and his eccentricities and. And, and that's uh, it, folks. And eventually, <laughs> and, and eventually, the Christian Advocate, you know, which is a oh, the a, gay Christian magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. They write about him, and they write hot uh, as bachelor, hot as ball as bachelor, bashful in. Uh, they write that in Cloud County, County where he lives. They write. <laughs> <laughs> Look at John. Jesus Christ. Ballless bachelors for the fucking new year. Ballless bachelor bashes <laughs> the bench. Because Aaron knows the, the advocate is a gay magazine. So he's like, oh, oh right, right, right. Christian right. advocate. Uh, yeah, that's Christian pretty good. Advocate. That's pretty, yeah, I didn't pick, I didn't pick <laughs> up on that. He dives right into it. <laughs> well, well, yeah. And I know what he's doing. Like Pete Rose. Like, yeah, dude. Hell yeah, you do. Because you're fucking just like Because I me. also know yeah. what you're talking about. It's same fine. dude, different dicks. Yours rules. Sucks, same, mine rules. No, and Matt's drools. Yours drools, mine rules. No, mine, <laughs> Go ahead, mine draws. So the Christian Advocate writes that the, about the people in this county, they write, uh, half the people want arrested, half, the other half left alone. We have known Corbett for more than 20 years. All churches have members of the crank type. Corbett was the sort who think that everything which comes into their heads is inspired by God. They'll erupt meetings, burst out unexpectedly in yells, make interlocutory remarks about another while another is leading in prayer, and go generally as if they were performers in a circus instead of being contented by taking their turn with an occasional old-fashioned Methodist shout marked by reverence, pathos, and unction, which does good and not harm. Uh, and so it was, you know, they're kind of being like, this guy's, this guy's your, your general crank, and fuck him. In essence, is my reading of that. And it's got to not feel good for him to be like, oh, the religious folks think I'm a fucking shit. Yeah. A whack job. Yeah. Jerk off. I cut my balls off for this. So then eventually, not long after this, his farm, not doing well. He had a, he had a good year or two selling wool from his sheep. Um, but there's nothing, to, you can't grow anything on his, on his, on his acres. And um, he's, he's running out of money. So an old friend of his uh, gets elected to the, the Kansas House of Reps, representatives, and gets him a job as the ceremonial door opener. And at, at first, Corbett is very great, and everybody comes up and they want to hear the John Wilkes Booth story. And he's even even Booth a- Butcher, <laughs> and Boston, b- bell, 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 uh, bellhop. <sighs> and so, you know, even in the in the morning, he's um, he he helps the black janitors like sweep. And it's like, oh yes, he doesn't. He's like, you know, it, it's a very nice gesture and doesn't seem and, and this, is, this is just in in congress this is the kansas uh house of representatives okay and and he he will be uh opening doors yeah and he's just doing very basic stuff but at, not long after he's there 
He thinks that people are talking about him behind his back. He sees a guy with a Mason's uh, um, oh, pen, emblem. And he goes, Booth was in a secret society, too. Get the fuck out. And then he... Yeah, fucking Lincoln was a Mason. And he hears people laughing. I think for a long time, most presidents... Oh, you think, huh? Yeah, bring more next time. But uh, so one one day one day he hears people laughing and you know because of the you know all of the mercury go he he you know he thinks they're laughing about him he pulls a gun on him it's mercurial and and they're like no we weren't laughing about you he puts the gun away I swear to God starts sweeping again and then but eventually it's like the, the whole this one day that keeps happening and he keeps pulling guns on people fucking motherfucker suck. so at the end of the day this this like group of uh, it's like you know. The group of um, a police shrinks. They like they they creep up on him and they tackle him, and they take him away to an insane asylum. As they do that, he he says he turns to them and he says, "Well, you're a pretty gang." Oh, right. And then they bring him to the Kansas State Insane Asylum. Were they hot? <laughs> no, probably not. They're uh, weird. They're really sweaty, I bet. And uh, he's uh, he's at the insane asylum. He's generally a good patient, but every now and then he tries to like kill an orderly or something. Other than that, he's really cool. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then one day, May 26, 1888, you know, so the insane asylums, then the doctor would live, you know, there with his family, uh, you know, just in the air, like on the, on the, on the spread there. And um, one day, uh, uh, May 26, 1888, a young boy arrives at the asylum to visit a friend, his friend, who is the son of the doctor who works at the asylum. And so the young boy uh, takes his, uh, his pony and he ties it up. And Corbett is out in the yard doing, uh, just like, you know, walking. And he sees the pony, and so he slowly fades his way out of the group he's with. And he, when he sees no one's looking, he runs over, unhitches the pony, rides it 120 miles south. It takes him about five days. Wow. He's usually at night, you know, travel, and he rides five days to ne- Neodesha. Kansas, where an old friend of his is, and he stays there overnight. And he uh, he doesn't even sleep inside. He says, "No, I'm going to sleep outside." And he sleeps on a pilot. Well, that's, that's a proven, tried, tested. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, yeah but, I, but, I, don't, I don't need no tent. But this time he sleeps on a pile of cobs. Oh. Yeah, which might have been good for Four your back. Cobs? I assume so. Cobwebs, you know. <laughs> yeah. Either one. Nice. And uh, then the next day, he says, I'm heading to Mexico because they, Kansas, you know, won't get me in Mexico. And he... Lots uh, of cops down there. He gets brought to the train station and he says his goodbyes. He gets on the train and that is the last time he is ever heard of again. The real Boston Corp. There is a fake guy who <laughs> pretends to be him, but is really? not him. He had balls. But this is the last time Boston Corbett is ever the real Boston Corbett is ever heard of. Wow! Wow! Just straight up disappearing act. Yeah. Huh. Hell of a journey. Pretty incredible, and then way to way to go. So, out. what do you what do you think happened? Well, he probably just went south and found work here and there, and then just died, and no one knew who he was, and that was it. I'm not as extreme as I used to be. Well, he, he would probably, you know, I you imagine with that sort of mental uh, disability at that point that he would be fine and work a bit and make some money, and then at some point he would go crazy, and they'd be like, you got to leave, and then he would go somewhere Where else. Where did you find this story? What made you like it? I heard, I was listening to the Slate Political Podcast, and 
it was just it was a Washington it was a not Washington Post it was like Washingtonian something someone wrote about this book this year because it was an interesting story and so I got the book because it's an interesting story hmm. and um, you know, mo- mo- most of the classy folks don't Boston book bamboozles Rousseau. <laughs> 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 Most of the classier, like, uh, things they don't mention, you know, uh, the ball cutting. Oh, well, that's not talked about. Yeah. Hmm. But, uh, no, it's, it's just, like, it's if, it, if he doesn't kill Booth, he is forgotten forever in history. Sure. And his story is never told. Yeah. But he killed, because he shoots Booth, his well, story it, is told, uh, and then it turns uh, out his story is 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 both normal and incredibly and diabol- remarkable. Diabolically insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the thing too though where you go like um, you know again, is it because he's famous or is it because more people lived in this insane way? Yes. You know. Well and- I mean, it's like, you know, the the working on hats, what does that do to him? His what his what his wife dying, that drives him to drink. Which yeah. then drives him to the church, which then drives him to cut his balls. Yeah. Which then, uh, but also too for for uh, the uh, for the war leader, even if it's a totally corrupt war, right? If you are being like, all right, well, we got to fucking uh, you know take over this country or do whatever. The person that is the most reliable is the one that is devoted to ideology, and that is why. And you know, when people be like, oh, why the fuck? Are they so into the fucking goddamn Mujahideen and 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 uh, you know in Af- Afghanistan? And it's like because the other guys are all fucking corrupt. Well, and what I mean, and that's the same thing in fucking Libya. Everything. The one thing you know is like when the fucking Islamists come to town and take over your town, they can't be bribed. Because they cut off your hands if you steal. Like right, it's right. it's it's total religious devotion. So these kind of crazy people, these extreme people, actually do very well in these very extreme situations because you know that they're incorruptible. You know. Yeah, yeah, and and he he very much seemed like he was. He was. He was so incorruptible that he would get fucking like busted down to a lower rank. Yeah, just for. For being yeah. as, you know, fucking staid and, you know, uh, stoic and just a fucking, that's, you know his deal. Yeah. His deal is on its face. He is a maniac. He will not adapt. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's very Barry Pepper. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, the, what you said a lot, like uh, halfway through, was it's Barry Pepper. The thing you go and be like, you know, these are the people that don't get PTSD, right? Because they're already kind of insane. <laughs> sure. The yeah, people yeah, that are yeah, sane yeah, yeah. get PTSD. Yeah. The maniacs don't. The, the clean cut kids. Because they see the mythological war happening in the skies already, and then when it comes to Earth, they go like, "I fuck." Didn't I tell you? You fucking shitheads. Yeah. There's no. There's no shock to the system about. The brutality, because there's an expectation of it. Yeah. It's a fantastic profile, man. And yeah. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. And I meant you, Aaron was spitting up a lot during it, but I liked it a lot. <laughs> I like the tunnel story. 
<laughs> you're still on that, huh? The big dig, you dumb fuck. And one day you'll learn, man. <laughs> you'll do, one day you'll cut off your balls and you'll be your mind will be unclouded. Are you are you, are you doing Doctor Bizarre on me? One day you'll, one day you'll come real, out of that closet yes. and become a real woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should say if you're ever in uh, Concordia, Kansas in uh, 1958 the Boy Scout Troop 31 built a roadside monument to uh, Corbett and his balls and uh, it's on uh, the road uh, where he uh, his house was uh, a key road uh, they put a sign to mark the hole that he lived in while he was there wow Oh, the little Saddam Hussein. Yeah. I hope the dogs spider, don't get me. Spider hole. That's so good. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, we should talk about more on Patreon. I think it's just like an incredibly abnormal, normal life that just had one instance that made him, uh, also helped him become more insane. Yeah. Well, once you got your balls off, man, it's... Well, uh, no, no, I mean shooting once you, once you shoot the guy that shot the president. Yeah. You, it's it's an infamy thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the balls thing is just a, a part of his origin Oh, that's story. everyday life for everybody. <laughs> no, but it is it is honestly the least interesting thing about it. Sure. It's not the least interesting thing. It's not the most. It's not the most. Is it not? No, shooting John you, Wilkes Booth is the most Do you not think it maybe started him on a trajectory of being a little bit of a fucking it's, it's curious it character? Is, it, it is a is That it we found, might talk about on a profile. Well, he, he, he was certainly a little bit it's, uh, it's a foundation of, of it. It's a foundation of uh, 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 the, the trajectory of his life. It's a cornerstone. <laughs> Any good profile is an empty ball bag. Baron Ball Bag. <laughs> That's actually my name uh, in the porno. Baron Ball Bag. Baron Ball Bag. Baron Von Ball Bag. Baron Von Ball Bag. Mm-hmm. Baron. <laughs> All right. Boasts of butchering Booth. Uh, anyways. Boasts yeah. of butchering Booth is quite nice. I know. I like that a lot. I know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're not surprised? No. Not surprised. I'm not. No, not at all. No. Of course I'm great. Of course I did well. That's right. <laughs> you know, this is what... <laughs> Sometimes I consider myself my own gator. You remember when I remember when I texted you guys earlier and I was like, this will be about 90 minutes. <laughs> How can you expect for the, when the cornerstone of the story is... It's an empty ball Deballification. You, you know that we're going to fuck with that all day. Of course, but there's so much more. To 90 it. minutes of ball. I jokes. didn't expect tunnels to become a thing. Dude, do, you, do you understand that? No, do you no, understand tunnels, no, dude? Do you understand that? Save it for the Patreon. Once a ball bag is empty... I question every decision you make forever thereafter, and so does he, and so should you. But not the tunnel stuff. I do get it. All right, we're, let, 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 let's call it there. Um, Matt, that was wonderful. It's nice. It's nice. Uh, if you want to hear more about this, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. It is five dollars a month, uh, and um, uh, you will get an extra episode per week. I'm gonna say good night. Uh, my name is John Fahey. I'm Aaron Peter. Pepper so. Good night, everybody. We love you. Podcast Network.